So as always, thank you for joining me. Enjoy the podcast. Kick back and relax. The force is strong and is with us always. And never forget. We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. of this moment the force is strong make ten men feel like a hundred I'll take the next chance and the next you're rebels aren't you You call it the Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Yo, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of the Bizzlecast, I am thrilled to bring back senior Star Wars contributor and senior Bizzlecast contributor, Simi Klimo. We were going to talk about Marvel, and then it was going to be Star Wars Rebels, but then we decided, at least for now, maybe we'll do some Rebels. There's just too much Marvel news and catching up on a lot of the comic book movies that I haven't been covering because my podcast, Yes Guys, I know, has been much less consistent because I've had work to do, um, and I just haven't had time to see a lot of the movies like Shazam and Spider-Man that everyone loves even aquaman um and so i said you know what simmy why don't we do a a review of nerd movies so far this year because i've seen almost none of them i'm slightly more excited about the mcu announcement than you are but i have many concerns as well which we will get to i really wanted to pick your brain because you've seen a a ton more movies than me um and it's really just lack of energy and motivation and not you know they are all films i do want to see at some point even if it's on my 4K TV or so forth. Um, and so we threw it back the other way to movies in Marvel and, and your game, man. Um, and so thank you for that. Thank you for being on. And I'm pumped to talk movies. Yes. It's so funny when you say like how we went back and forth and like at some level, I don't think we were worried about content, but there's just, there's so much content in Marvel. Like in our little pre-conversation, we didn't even talk about like Netflix and all those, that whole series of Marvel. You know, it's like a whole other Marvel verse mm-hmm. with, you know, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Iron Fist and all that shit. And we could have our own, our own segment on just that, but we're not, we're going to talk more about, um, more about what's coming out. Well, we uh, have to combine it again. DC. Because you know, really well, quickly, Simi. I have Simi, a lot to say about that, too. I watch... I watch no, I know, uh, but wait, hold on. I, I, I need watch to just DC point Legends of order. and I watch Netflix. Point of so, order. You know, I have DC, I have Mar- Marvel. Point but. of order. Of the 10 new properties they announced from Black Widow, yes, May 1st, 2020, to Thoric, Love and Thunder, November 5th, 2021, Simi. Half of them are TV shows and half of them are movies. But if you didn't know that, you think they were all movies. <laughs> Because uh, they all right. have equal billing in terms of the size of the logo and how much time they had in the actors. And dude, who was doing this already starting a year or two ago is Star Wars. This is definitely Marvel's reaction. So let's be honest, I mean, Star Wars, at least in the media, destroying Marvel's ass on Disney Plus with announcements of the Mandalorian, Clone Wars, and Cassian, which I still think is way more promising. But you and I are Star Wars shells, so that'll never change. Well, it's funny that like, you know, what is a TV show and what is a movie? I think 20 years ago, you'd say, well, a movie has a lot more money in it. It's it's much more detailed and blah, 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 blah. But now, if you say it's a TV series, especially on Netflix or what Disney's going to do, mm-hmm. it it's really means it's going to be like six movies. Uh-huh. So it's even it's way fucking cooler. Like it used so- to be like. Oh, it's just going to be like, I think it was going to be like a 30 minute or 40 minute, Uh you know, show 
and it would be a little bit low quality like some of the other TV things. Like, I like Arrow. I like uh, some of those other little things they do. Like, I like The Flash. I like some of those things. I don't love them. And they were some of the more uh, original beta testing of uh, higher-end TV slash going TV route instead of movie, making it a series, but making it high-quality uh, with a good storyline and and very elaborate. And I think if nothing else, by the time we're done this podcast, we will all be confused about what's really the difference other than you have to drive one place and it's a bigger screen and don't have to drive the other place and it's a smaller screen. I would argue that like TV shows at some level are better than movies nowadays. It's a different type of experience, but at the same time, a lot of people still don't actually go to the movies anyways because of what Peaky home blinders. theaters have become. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Peaky like, Blinders I, is both better than most movies, and you can never make it into a movie. It needs that six-plus format. Yeah, yeah. You need time to let okay. it draw out. Right. And what? If, so if you were going to make Peaky Blinders a movie, what would it be? Four yeah. movies so, that are three hours long each? Our, be like ridiculous. Our predictions, uh, back padding, admissions, and philosophizing will come out throughout this. But Timmy, I want to remind you, when we saw Solo a Star Wars story, we got most things right. <laughs> Solo doing well in the box office, we didn't get right, but they've way made their money back, and tons of people have seen Solo now. It's on the top of a lot of hardcore fans' lists. You know my guys from the saga continues, Tim, uh, Jurassi, uh, Kyle Avery, and Paul Herman, all who have been, been on the all who have been on the Bizzlecast. They have a great podcast, and they're finally doing what I've been doing for four years, which is commentaries on all the movies. They're starting episode one, going to nine. It's great that they're doing it. Um, uh, they all love Solo, and, and it was great to listen to them. But listening to them watch Rogue One was an absolutely a feel good experience because they were trying to come up with any criticism with, with these years of retrospection, even though they love the prequels, these guys, and they love solo. It just couldn't, you know, they were just in awe of rogue one. But to me, what did we say coming out of solo? We said, this would be great as a high budget, short run television series. And my guys, the saga continues have been saying the same exact thing parallel to us. And in fact, Paul, who's sort of, he's the newest of them, but he's the most well-known. He joined them recently, but he's good buddies with them. Paul, he's also connected in Marvel, knows people in Marvel and, and who work in, in Lucasfilm and so forth. Paul almost has Solo ahead of Rogue One, but even he said if they had to go back, the two things they would change is higher, uh, uh, the two things they would have changed at Lucasfilm was hire Ron Howard immediately and make it a six-episode big-budget TV series. Yeah, I mean, and even the way it ends with them, like with Chewie and Han walking off into the sunset, you know, abandoned by their ladies, you know, by his lady and, uh, you know, scorned by his mentor, uh, having to like kill him and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, it's as if like, and then with the whole mall thing, like how there's no way it ends. But then you're like, what movie are you? It just it's just such at a loss that it's the only solution. It's just the only logical way to to go about it because what are you going to do make a solo three-part series like a movie like that's now considering what it did at the box office they'd be worried to do that you know i feel like so i think a tv series makes a ton of sense like you know watch this movie and then there's you know a 12-part series you know or six seven part series in addition to the first movie you know it can just parlay right into it i mean again tim kyle paul our age Kyle's a bit younger, but Tim and Paul are age. They grew up in the early 90s. 
Ewoks, Batman animated series, the whole thing. They love all the same stuff me and you do. Love Return of the Jedi is a favorite movie, just like us. Or me. I'm not going to speak for you. Um, I guess I still have Rogue One at the time, technically. But you no, Jedi, Jedi is my favorite of yeah, the three. Yeah. I've been, so I've anyways, they're right with us. Empire yes. was yours. Yes, and they love Jin. They do love Jin, and they like Rey. They're not sure what to make of the other characters. They have Zolo and uh, Rogue One far above the saga movies, and um, there is a, obviously a growing divide that we're not going to talk about in here between the people who think Rey and Kylo are transcendent and Rogue One and Solo are just kind of fun and those of us who look at movie making and say these movies are a lot better than those other movies even if we love those characters and actors and Jedi and so forth um, but I don't want to go there right now but to me really quickly they're not guys to really highlight uh, uh, female superheroes. I mean, they love Phasma. They love Emphis Nest. Emphis Nest is like one of their... Fa- I mean, who doesn't love Emphis Nest, let's be honest. Um, Seriously. Um, but they do love Amelia Clark. I've told you that men and women both love Amelia Clark, and so we can all love Amelia Clark openly, especially when she's like sweeter and less evil, let's be honest, and um, in Solo. But like they were like, let's get a Kira Darth Maul series. I'm like, yeah. Let's get a character's most series, right? I mean, why not? Even the fanboys yeah. want it. You know, give it to us. I predicted Jen on this podcast, Simi. I predicted Jen. Do you remember the circumstances with the Jen pod, uh, which is now the Cassine series? Do you remember the circumstances uh, where that came out? No, because I listened back on the podcast more. Although it's been a while, it was after. It was like three weeks after Solo came out, and you and I were very depressed about the middling reviews and really bad or just lack of any fan reception. And you're like, they're putting out great content. What else should they do? And half jokingly and half seriously, at the end of the podcast, I said they should cast Felicity Jones in a 10 episode Rogue One prequel. That's what the fuck they should do. And you laughed and you immediately agreed. You're like, yeah, the fans love her. She's amazing. Blah, blah. Cassian is a better choice, even though I love Jin and Felicity Jones because we're getting K2. I think we're going to get Ahsoka. We'll get Jimmy Smith. We'll get Mon Mothma. We'll get the whole deal. All those rebel badasses. It's going to be super dark. But circling back to Marvel here, man, Marvel had to respond, but you knew that they were planning in the background Disney Plus. And the fact that five of the ten properties they announced are Disney Plus properties. Simi, I got to be honest, if I cancel Netflix and just keep the prime videos I own and then have Disney Plus, I really don't need anything else. And I'm not even into all of these remakes, which we will get to, and we're watching animated movies. But just between the Marvel TV series, which I think, when done well, are actually going to be better than the movies, the way I think the Defenders, when it's done well, is more interesting than the movies. Uh, it's too bad that they killed the Defenders literally while announcing every TV property possible, even though Jessica Jones is Captain Marvel's best friend in the comics and an extremely popular character on television. No, no mention of the Defenders, but they did mention that Ryan Reynolds and company will be picked up for their rated R vision. I think uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds, my dude, is going to be an executive producer. We're getting the X-Force with Cable and X-23 and Psylocke and Domino and Hope. Uh, it's going to be great, man. Deadpool. Uh. And Deadpool. Right. 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 So like, that's what and, we want. And? Yeah. So, so Fox killed X-Men. It's not Disney's fault. And if Disney rebirths the 
X-Men through a rated R X-Force. That's what I will be eternally grateful for. But I am jumping ahead, my man. Um, because basically, Simi's seen a lot of movies I haven't seen. And so I'm going to do this like a fiscal year. It's not the actual year. But the fiscal comic book year, starting with Aquaman, which I did not see and you did see in the late uh, part of, of 2018. Can you cast your mind back to that as we lead to the current announcements? Um, we, you know, we had gotten two really good Avengers movies. Um, I'm sorry. At that point, we had gotten one good Avengers movie. And oh, in my opinion, okay. And no, we hadn't gotten Captain Marvel yet. We had gotten, oh, sorry. We had gotten Black Panther and Infinity War, which were spectacular. So after Black Panther and Infinity War, you sit down with Jason Momoa, who only has like two real acting credits to his name, and Amber Heard, who's smoking hot and seems like she's got talent, uh, and Nicole Kidman, and everyone loves it. It makes a billion dollars, beats Wonder Woman. Uh, what is your impression of the movie itself and the fact that it was so damn successful? And then we're going to lead into uh, the 2019 uh, nerd Marvel DC movies. So I got to be honest. I fucking always loved Aquaman. I always thought he always had like some really cool shit like back in the Justice League cartoon when I would watch that. I always thought like he was kind of fun and I, I kind of dug that he was different. Like a lot of the other ones were like, oh, they can fly and this and like he powers the whole ocean and like yeah. you know the earth's made of water and the, he was always like low-key like able to like get shit done anyway can i then let me give you the outsider's perspective uh-huh i was never worried about the water because i figured they'd find ways to be indoors all the time and you don't have to have bubbles all the time for water that didn't bother me it looked good to me the color palette uh, look like a way, 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 way more appealing um, avatar. And so just for that, I was fine. It looked like it wasn't going to be cheesy. It looked like, unlike the Zack Snyder DC movies, it had a sense of humor about itself. It looked like James Wan, who's a very well-established director in a lot of uh, different genres, was going to take two actors in, in Herd and Momoa who have potential and just say, let's just ride, guys. And, and it sounds like they went balls to a wall with a beautiful vision. And, you know, the fact that it beat Wonder Woman, which I can't imagine is a superior f- film to. Maybe it is. Um, it's I, not a superior film. God, do you just, see, let me just finish the question little, real quick. Hey, yeah. The fact that Aquaman beat BVS and Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman and Justice League. How do we explain that? First of all, he was first of all he's Carl Drago. And it wasn't even right? close. One season. He already He was he was he a barbarian for one season. Following. He already like everybody who fucking loves Game of Thrones like went and saw Aquaman. It, it was all Amelia Clark. And they were always they were all, he was one of the most beloved characters that was killed off, okay? Him and Sean so Bean. Hey. <laughs> B, he did really well in Justice League. Like, his whole character... Worst character in Justice thing, League, his, but it's not his fault. I disagree. I think some he of the He was sexist asshole to Gal Gadot. She should have beat the shit out of him. <laughs> right, and I think she does. She fucks with him at the one point because she ties him up and makes him, like, uh, get all honest and, like... Remember, it's not like, his fault. God, it's like you're, Captain you're Marvel. Smoking hot. I have to jump in here. Like, it's like Captain Marvel in the Avengers movies. They couldn't overexpose Carol in the Avengers films because she's one of the leading characters. Even like Doctor Strange, he was great in Infinity War. Barely saw him in Endgame. The, the, the leaders of the pack in the next few years, including the Wakandans and Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, you couldn't overexpose them. They didn't want to overexpose Aquaman in Justice League. You know, a year before his movie came out, and we, they knew it was going to be at least two years for Wonder Woman, so you could give her more time and they thought somehow ben affleck was a great choice another thing that should ruin the franchise 
Uh, that's another story. But I mean, let's put it this way. Am I right to make the Avatar comparisons that is colorful, but seems like just way more cool and interesting? Uh, it was colorful, but they did, a, they did a really good job with all the underwater stuff. They made it very believable. And also, like, there was some great actors in it. You forgot about... Um, so it wasn't like Derek Zoolander? Uh, Green, the you Mermaid forgot about... Suit. No, you forgot about Green, Lantern, or, uh, Green Goblin. Um, what's his name? Uh, Green Goblin. The guy who plays Green Goblin in... Um, William Hurt? No. No, Defo- uh, Defoe. Defoe, yeah. Well, Defoe's in it, and he has a very he's like he's like still not, I mean, no actor that you've mentioned, including Nicole Kidman, are near my top fifty. I think William Defoe. I don't know. I've never made a but, list, but, but I'm a director's gotta be, guy. He's got to be. The, I'm a director's guy. Have to be okay. Fine. I'm fine. a director's guy. I'm giving you. A, I'm giving it to you. But I'm giving you all be, this. They have to be somewhere lingering around your top fifty, even if they're on the no, outside. They're not. They got to be right there. I'm giving it to James Wan, the director. I'm a th- just like Patty Jenkins. I mean, Gal Gadot obviously was the main collaborator there. But, but like just like Patty Jenkins, dude, who had to fight for the No Man's Land scene, I still can't believe Warner Brothers wanted to cut the No Man's Land scene. That alone will make me eternally suspicious that they'll ever make good ideas. But they seem to let James Wan do his vision with Aquaman. And so, again, I'm not saying Kidman, Heard, Momoa, and so forth are bad actors. They're just not movies I would see, and that was part of the reason I didn't see it, is they're not actors that I see movies for, and James Wan, I know mostly through reputation. I'm giving the director, and maybe the writers, who I don't know, credit on that particular one, because it seems like a top-down great uh, uh, um, production, and to me, let's be honest... Wonder Woman seemed super dark because of World War One, but it was a pretty uplifting story. And I think Aquaman in this horrible, horrible, horrible real world time that we live with, it's not just that it was a fantasy world, um, but uh, but that, you know, it was like a, a substantial feel good movie is prescient. I have. OK, I think I'm beating around the bush. I think I've able to bring down my synopsis into about two sentences Go. about why it was successful. Carl Drago is an orphan raised by a single dad with a powerful mother who's Carl the Drago? Of the underworld. Carl Drago. Yeah. Carl Drago is a Carl Drago's like drunk younger brother who keeps asking for money. <laughs> right, right, right. That's what I meant. That, that's what it is. It's, it's Damn you, Drago Carl. is an orphan who who is is easy to love, raised by a single dad. Mm-hmm. And mom's a badass, and she's the queen of the of the water. We don't, you know, we don't like we don't talk about Carl Drago because he tried to hit up on one of Khaleesi's handmaidens, like Jessica Henwick, and they just stabbed him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I think it was super. I, I and I think they were. Cla- it was also like a lot of this shit. Remember I swear, the time I said Game a- of Thrones season one was the best season? Just guys, just saying. It's just about when it's released too. Like, what else was out when Aquaman was out? Nothing. Seriously. Glass was the next movie. Why don't we keep moving? And I haven't seen that yet. But you're aware of what Glass is. I want to see it. I actually saw... uh, It's James McAvoy being brilliant again. I saw Split just to see Glass because I really liked uh, No, you saw Split just to see James McAvoy be amazing as usual. That was he was pretty good. I mean, he's kind of fucking crazy. I mean, did the Tatiana Maslany Orphan Black thing where they play 20 versions of themselves. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting too. We can talk about legends okay. like that. They just swapped out a character, all right, and made her play a new character. Of all the movies cool. I haven't seen in this list, Sammy, Shazam is the one 
I feel the worst about and, and the one I also feel the most confident I will like when I finally get it on demand. But before Shazam, we had Captain Marvel. And while I am Simi, I am, this is for real, doing a Captain Marvel commentary, a full length with Jedi Geek Girl on Thursday night, who's obsessed with Captain Marvel, who never loved the Marvel Cinematic Universe until Captain Marvel. And now she owns all the Blu-rays and has watched all of them a million times and loves all the Avengers. She loves, I got her into the Scarlet Witch. We're constantly talking about Captain Marvel and Scarlet Witch just wrecking kevin feige confirmed by the way simmy that without uh thanos's armies as it seemed a scarlet witch was about to kill thanos uh which just shows her power which she needs to be in doctor strange um but anyway simmy the point is captain marvel made over a billion dollars with what i consider not such a good movie and not even a great portrayal of what's a really entertaining comic book character but like ray and Jin to an certain extent really really um unified and and um, brought together uh, young uh, women and girls in their teens and 20s and, and so forth. Captain Marvel is a very Ray-esque character. While she's beautiful, they uh, not they desexualize her, but they don't stress her sexualization. She's just sort of a badass that does the right thing. She's way, she's more like Starbuck in the comics, man. She's way more like Starbuck. She's completely off her rocker, very unstable, and I hope they go that way. We never really talked about this. I'm happy to have Brie Larson in the universe. My biggest disappointment was she should have been in more of the final Avengers movie and that's what I thought was going to happen and she wasn't in a whole lot of it um, so one, two, three part question depending on how you want to do it, Captain Marvel movie, Captain Marvel in the MCU Brie Larson, because that's what's up next. I think when we first talked to each other we both saw it at the same time for the first time I think and we were both like, we? nah, eh. yeah, you know like we were both we both were really excited for it because we really yeah. want it to be big, and we yeah. want and we. I mean, I really liked her role in uh, Endgame, um, and I liked her more in Endgame than in Captain. I will Marvel. say this. I will but, say this, Simi, really quickly. I will say this: mm-hmm. the uh, last twenty minutes of Captain Marvel with power um, uh, comparisons set up what we needed for Avengers, but more so. I always argue that most of the best Marvel movies, Avengers One. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Thor, when he's on Earth, are, be- are are really fun in the beginning, but are amazing in the middle. And so, or like Jeff Bridges at the end of Iron Man. So when you get to the cringeworthy villain stuff at the end of Marvel movies that are good, man, Iron Man, Thor, Avengers, etc., Guardians, you're already so in on the characters and what's going on, right? That it doesn't really matter. I will say Captain Marvel was best at the end, and that's very unusual for any comic book or action movie. Uh, and it wasn't just that it was fireworks, is that it was compared to the just bizarre, over-the-top, uh, overly colorful, but washed out, like Guardians of the Galaxy type color fireworks, or the uh-huh. really disappointing end of Thor Ragnarok, where Kate Blanchett just ended up being Sauron, essentially, and it was like a Lord of the Rings movie. Uh, which right. I hated with Idris Elba <laughs> again. You know, Idris Elba's like a phasma, you know. We keep wanting him to kick ass; it just never happens. Um, right. But um, I, I just I thought the optics of the end of Captain Marvel 
But again, I've read, you know, through at least three full volumes of the Kelly Sue DeConnick 2012 and on run of Captain Marvel, where she's more like Starbuck, her good friends with uh, Dazzler, who's the X-Men rock star, who like uses her rock star uh, rap uh, singing and playing ability to like use her mutant powers. She's best friends with Jessica Jones. She's best friends with like very eccentric and disturbed people because she's kind of eccentric and disturbed in the comics. So that both informed a cool ending for me in that movie, but also disappointment that we're not getting a more complicated version but Brie is doing a lot of work on her face I just wish the writers would not force her to do all the face work for the subtlety and actually write some subtlety in her character but again we've seen one origin movie and tiny tiny bit in, in Avengers is, is where I'm at yeah yeah I, I enjoyed it it was okay I'm glad I saw it at the theater it actually it looked pretty cool but yeah it's not my favorite by far but I, I, I enjoyed her I liked the acting. I liked uh, a young Samuel L. Jackson. I thought that was fun. Hated it. Really? He was way too manic. He way overplayed the part. But more so, he still runs like a 69-year-old man. And so when they're like trying to do an action scene and paste his new face on his old body, he's like stumbling along arthritically. Oh, I disagree. I think he's always look at him run in uh, Pulp Fiction. Coulson does a much better job. Another complaint with Captain Marvel. Coulson should have been in 30, 40 minutes of that movie. He was one of the best parts of the Avengers. Coulson is arguably the turning point of Tony Stark and Captain America. The death. I mean, he has his own show. You know, I mean, yeah. And that was just an outcry from fans because because they didn't want him to die, but his death was important in Avengers and bringing Tony and Steve together and so forth, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know what? The, you know what Marvel's Jude Law, like? totally forgettable. Did you even remember Jude Law's in the movie? Yeah, he's the bad guy. Wait, you know what Marvel is? Marvel's like Queen. Every single time you think of all the songs, you're like, well, they have a bunch of good hits. Disney's like, uh, and, then, and then you just Elton keep John. Thinking, oh, right, they did, right. Oh, they did that. Oh, they did that. Oh, they did that. You know, and it's just, I, did, I love that movie Rhapsody. I watched it again last night. Didn't and, see it. Uh, oh, if you like Queen's music, it's a really good biopic. And I think. Uh, uh, it killed the, 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 the Rocket Man, unfortunately. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it was too good. It was, it was just too good. And, and it's really sad. And also, uh, Elton John's still alive. So there's a certain amount of. Uh, eh, great. There's a movie about Elton John. He's still alive. Like, I love Elton John. He's great. But, like, he's still alive. Like, the other dude, like, you know, died 30 years ago. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I don't know. It, it tears at your heartstrings. It made me think of him a little bit more. And, mm-hmm. uh, I love the music. But that's the point. Like, you, we go through all these things, and you haven't even said the name Guardians of the Galaxy and all the Marvel yeah, This is just where I'm about. going. I love you. You're so You know beautiful. what I mean? This and is I, literally I, I, where I'm going. And it's like, it's like, as soon as, like, all of a sudden, as you're talking about this, all of a sudden, like, rubber band man comes in my head. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Oh, and Zoe and, Saldana shaken to it sexily. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and all, like, so the semi, you, you, you read. I mean, I was gonna say you read my mind, but uh, you don't need mind reading powers. You've you've got the instinct, which is, I do not generally like cosmic Marvel. And l- let me explain what I mean. If you look at Phase One, Captain America, World War Two, very Earth based. 
Thor one, almost the whole movie takes place on Earth, right? With Natalie Portman and Thor, which is why I love it so much. And while the Asgard stuff in the beginning and the end is very epic and cool, it's the Thor stuff on Earth with no powers in the middle. That's great, right? Iron Man, he's in a terrorist cave, you know? He's not dealing with aliens yet. He's just dealing with trying to be an American patriot, you know? Um, or, or whatever. Now, the Avengers right, do have to fight... domestic terrorists, right. Dom- uh, domestic yeah. meaning, like, this planet, right, sure. So the Avengers do have to deal with the Chitar but it's still based around Loki, who's, you know, Thor's brother, who's protecting Earth. Thor's under my protection, right? right? So it's still Earth-based, it's still New York City, but then the Scarlet Scarlet Witch in Ultron gives Tony Stark the visions of what the real invasion is going to look like. And what's crazy is, when you look at the visions dude of that scarlet witch gives the characters in ultron they're all true the black widow training program we're gonna see in her movie when we saw the flashbacks in ultron tony stark seeing the army coming and killing his potentially killing all of his friends the giant alien army completely came true thor having to realize you know that he has to sort of die and be reborn and make some difficult decisions like all of that comes true with wanda's powers which is really interesting you think at the time she's just dementing their brains but all of those visions and various points come true i mean the 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 birth of the vision with thor and the hammer and the lightning wouldn't have even happened without those visions um and so we're going to see where that's going to go with wanda next but simi just just let me run through this the (laughs) real you know i love age of ultron right and not only do you know i love age of ultron you know some of the reasons i'm a middle movie guy i don't know how many times i have to say this Empire Strikes Back, The Two Towers, X, uh, uh, Matrix Reloaded, uh, ba- The Dark Knight. I mean, literally almost every middle movie in every trilogy is my favorite film. And I'm going to put Infinity War because there's four Avengers movies. And I love Ev- uh, I love Infinity War better than Endgame significantly. But I consider that also like an Empire Strikes Back movie. Ultron was actually not that. Ultron was a self-contained story about an AI on Earth that, yes, they created to protect against future aliens potentially. But went out of control, right. But the story itself was about the people of Sokovia and Tony and Bruce Banner dealing with what the fuck they did and the Avengers having to get the te- get everything back again uh, and, and so forth. And I think that's why Joss Whedon ultimately left was he wanted to tell a classic Earth-based Avengers stories, which is the majority of the Avengers stories in the comics. But then we got Guardians of the Galaxy and it blew everyone away. So now we've got the colorful 70s, 80s retro thing going with Thor Ragnarok, Guardians 1, Guardians 2, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange is super colorful. Uh, I love my Star Wars, dude, but Star Wars is a a very dark, in a lot of ways, portrayal of, you know, uh, of space stuff. Uh, Well, maybe not including the prequels, but the original trilogy and the new stuff. Um, uh, you know, it, it is a much more grounded, uh, closer to Battlestar, I would say, or even J.J. Abrams' uh, Star Trek reboot movies, for example, than this do, overly colorful... Hold on one sec, hold on, I'm going to throw it to you. Then this overly colorful thing. And the fact that Guardians 2, even though Guardians 1 is one of my favorite movies, disappointed me from getting to end. And even though Taika Waititi, who's one of my favorite directors, I thought going into Ragnarok, that was going to be my favorite MCU movie. I was still disappointed after that. And then Captain Marvel. Black Panther and Avengers really held it together for me. But I thought going into Phase 4, even if the final Avengers movies were good, I was going to be very disappointed. We were a little bit away from that. But do you agree at all with me that we need... Well, I don't know if this is... Because 
Black Widow and Falcon Winter Soldier are going to be the first of the announcements, which are totally ground-based, but excluding that, I guess in Spidey, right? Or maybe this is a good way to bridge to Spidey, too, is that Spidey's a ground-based character. I'm throwing a lot at you there, but Cosmic Marvel, I've had mixed reactions to. Even Ant-Man, I haven't loved the movies, even though I love Paul Rudd, although, again, it paid off hugely in Avengers Endgame that Ant-Man is who he is. So another one that kind of like goes cosmically is uh, is uh, Doctor Strange. Um, and in terms of all these cosmic things, they do always have this magnetic thing to tie Earth back into it as Guardian of the Galaxy with the main character uh, being actually an Earthling slash, you know, Titan-ish person, like because he's a mixed hybrid of a woman and a god. So this is the OP um, discussion. I'll hold off on this. Right. Well, we don't need to get into that. I'm just saying, like, no, there don't. is things that ultimately keep tying them back down. But one of the things that I liked about Guardians of the Galaxy the most was um, similar to what I was saying about, or I think why a lot of people liked it. I mean, everybody likes a good orphan story whose mother has died. You know what I mean? Uh, same thing with Aquaman. Same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. And um, I'm going to parlay this into. I know we we could we could linger no. on a lot of the things you said, but. While we're talking about orphans, that's the Shazam story as well. And I think, and again, I'm trying to draw these parallels and also Batman. I mean, these orphans that grow up and become superheroes against all odds. Um, and that was what was really cool about Shazam. He's, it's a story of a kid who uh, goes from foster home to foster home and runs away and runs away. And he doesn't really find a place to, uh, to really fit in. And then uh, he kind of does with the... Uh, correspondence of uh, the idea of finding the um, the lightning bolt. The lightning bolt is, is behooved to him because he passes a test that no one passes because he is truly... The big aspect of kid, the movie was not appealing to me. The big aspect of the movie, again, foster kid, finds good family, no, becomes big. superhero. Capital B, which, the movie Big with Tom Hanks. Oh, uh, no... I think there were some parallels with the relationship with him and his friend. Uh, or I mean, that's actually his foster brother. Um, so there are some parallels. But that's the guy in the chair. You know what I mean? It's just there were just some parallels with them eating ice cream. like, And it just seemed like that. You know, uh, I, I got that vibe, too. But the movie actually is it's not about that. It's so he doesn't about- have sex with a 33 year old woman and tell him tell her that he's 14. <laughs> Right. That's so fucking weird. Like, just don't tell her, you know, or at least don't tell her everything, you know, because otherwise, like, she's going to have this weird thing. Because it's like basically like like, Aquaman is a breath of fresh air. And again, Wonder Woman does not get enough credit for breath of fresh air. And the biggest mistake with the Justice League was not pushing both Aquaman and Wonder Woman up forward. Uh, Aquaman. Pure sexism keeps Wonder Woman from selling as many tickets as Aquaman. That's it. It's pure sexism. Like, there's a group of guys that are like like superhero movies and that go to all the other superhero movies, Mm -hmm. but they didn't go to see Captain Marvel and they didn't go see Wonder Woman. They saw Justice League because she's not the main character in their mind, even though she is, even though she's the leader of Justice League. They think Superman is. Uh Go. Can can I just, can I just add to that point about sexism? Uh Uh-huh. I want to point out two things. One, 
if you look at the expenditures of Aquaman versus Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman had a much higher profit margin. It was given a much lower budget. But two, Simi... Aquaman had a lower budget than Wonder Woman? No. <laughs> Other way around, right? I'm saying Wonder Woman succeeded more greatly because it had a $150 million budget and Aquaman had twice that. Right. Okay. But here's the other you, thing. That's Hold what I on. You said. Okay. Hold on. Double check. Hold on. What is Star Wars' biggest uh, um, strength and weakness is that it's an American property. And all, even though The Force Awakens made a billion dollars domestically, which will never be topped, including by the Marvel movies, by the way, Simi. It's, you know, according to the normal one-third, two-third split, as I talk about, Force Awakens should have made $3 billion worldwide, but only made two because all the Star Wars movies make 50 to 55% at home. Aquaman made $1.1 billion, yes. Made $335 million domestically. Do you want to know what Wonder Woman made domestically? Hmm. $412 million, Almost $100 million more dollars. So... This is no not problem. on America, right. my dude. This is on China and, um, uh, you know, mostly on China, actually. China is not into Black Panther, not into Star Wars, and not into Wonder Woman. You can make your o- mind up about those connections. Right. right. Aquaman it's not, it's was by James Wan, who's a Fast and the Furious guy. You know, involved in that whole thing. Fast and the Furious always make a, uh, makes a bazillion dollars overseas. Aquaman was treated and sold and to the world as more of like a bro movie for the international audience, and it performed that way. And God bless them. DC needed a boost, but Wonder Woman, in terms of quality, domestic totals, and profit margin, smoked Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah, I so mean, it's not that's us. the reality. <laughs> For once, it's, it's not better, us. For once, it's not us. Because it's a better movie. It's a better movie. Right, Aquaman I just want to point is, out, the sexism Aquaman is there. Is just good. for once, the sexism is not coming right. from Americans. It's coming from How, elsewhere. But also, like, Aquaman, in terms of all of that, Aquaman, Aquaman may not be the best example because there are so many other strong women characters in that movie. So his, like, so Aquaman, as he's becoming They sneak him in, though. They gotta sneak him in. Well, as he's becoming Aquaman, like his savior is this chick, mm-hmm. and then his mom, and then Nicole Kidman's character in the in the beginning mm-hmm. is the boss, and the dad, which is, is like, another major is star for Wonder Woman, because Wonder Woman right. was billed openly semi as I'm better than you, I'm smarter than you to Chris Pine, I'm stronger than you, I'm gonna have to save you. I'm the most important person in the world. You're all gonna help me, but I'm the one. They didn't shy away from that, and the lack of trolling around Wonder Woman is still astonishing, considering that was six months after the Trump election. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I'm kicked off uh, Twitter. Uh, breaking news, guys. Uh, Twitter has suspended me indefinitely for reasons they will not tell me, and they will not respond to my appeals. What do you think it is? I think it's I posted um, a reply to someone who was in a thread with famous people, um, and use the word murder like the way you say, like, I'm going to murder this cabbie if he doesn't show up soon. Uh-huh. And they're like, we're suspending you basically because of use of the word murder. I'm like, this is clearly literal, indirect, and a joke, even if it's a bad joke. I even give them my phone number and, like, my address, like, everything. I'm like, I got nothing to hide. Like, you know, I- I'm not an anonymous troll. 
Um, what do they? What do they think you said? Like I'm gonna murder this pizza, or like? <laughs> I think because you know how you at people by accident on Twitter. I made a joke about m- murder, and then maybe that celebrity freaked out even though i wasn't aware i was tweeting a celebrity because it was an at of a nat of a nat thing which is why twitter's bullshit but simmy you know what you know what i have i don't tweet i have over two thousand facebook friends between personal and bizzlecast which is 10 times my twitter feed so fuck fuck twitter fuck you i would deactivate my account but they won't even let me do it because i'm suspended it's like they're doing an FBI investigation, and you know who runs Twitter is a bunch of right wing assholes who let the KKK and other white ring te- w- w- white terrorists do whatever they want online. So fuck and the, they they also allow. I'm done hearing criticism of violence. Mark Zuckerberg. I'm sorry. Does Mark Zuckerberg yeah. make problems? Absolutely. But Twitter is specifically run by evil people. Mark Zuckerberg donates tons of money to liberal causes. This is absolute nonsense. And, you know, but again, it's people who post Facebook posts criticizing Facebook and Twitter posts uh, c- criticizing Twitter and, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So the business is officially off Twitter, guys. I have a secret handle, which I will not reveal, um, just to follow other people, but I will not be posting. But I don't care because Facebook's my thing. Simi, the hilarious thing is I post one Instagram photo a month and I have more Instagram followers than my Twitter followers. So who fucking cares? And I don't want to jump to Natalie yet, but Natalie, Zoe Saldana, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, like all the female actresses in particular because of the trolls have moved to Instagram and said, fuck you to Twitter because they're sick of trolls. And everyone. Well, now that you're now that you're facing back into Facebook, me as my old self has always been a active member of the Facebook community. I'm not facing back. You You know, I post like five to ten times a day on the Bizzlecast page. But I'm more Facebook. So if you can figure out a way that, you know, we... We'd like to get it's a more better interface. Involved. It's more interesting information. I agree. You can be you free to post more stuff. Yep. Like it's not limited to like you can make your point yep. as long or as short as you want it. If you I if I had a billion dollars, I would buy a major stock stock in Facebook uh, under the condition that me and my people could help overhaul and improve it. But to me, Twitter is you know like a public bathroom. <laughs> it's a public right. bathroom. Yeah. By the way, I was at the zoo with one of my nephews the other day. Um, and uh, my me, my sister, my mom, and the two twins. And he had to go to the bathroom. And, you know, I see them a good amount. And they love me. And I play with them all the time. But, you know, there's mommy and Grammy. and But, but Simon was very adamant that I'd be the one to take him to the bathroom, which was so cute. And, he, you know, they're just learning how to do potty training. And he just peed there as if, you know. And I'm like, man, the... <laughs> I'm way more sketched out by public bathrooms than you are, kid. You're doing great. I hate public bathrooms. Jesus Christ. Especially the yeah, Philadelphia Zoo. Oh, my God. Well, I think public bathrooms, especially male, male public bathrooms, are just absolutely barbaric. The idea of, like, peeing in a bowl with a bunch of strangers is just fucking crazy to me. Like, yeah, Unless I'm pounding beers at a baseball game, I hold it in. I'm really not okay with that either. Like... No, I just go in the stall. Mm-hmm. And I, sh- I, lo- I shut the door. Like I'm not. I, like, okay. I don't want to see a bunch of weird guys cocks while I go pee. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm staring. It's just like mm-hmm. it's inevitable that like when you go to look down and zip up your fly and then you turn away, you may see some penis. Like it might happen. And like, what are we doing? Like, can't I just have some, some fucking peen? privacy some for a second? Yeah. Yeah. Like while I whip my dick out, like it's it's so weird. Mm. I, I, sorry, I just think 
there should be just all unisex bathrooms and we can all just wash our hands together and we'll call it a day. Mm-hmm. You know, like it makes so much more sense that way. Anyways, public service announcement. Yes, absolutely. So, okay, dude, choose your own adventure and then we'll jump into the Marvel properties. Do you want to talk? Do you want to finish talking more about Shazam though? Kind of. Um, do you want to ask a couple questions about Shazam? Well, let me put it this way. Are you Shazam curious? <laughs> you know I am. <laughs> <laughs> Although my my dad, who's, you know, I'm heterosexual with a, with a crush on some men. My dad is pure hetero, but he is totally on the Killian Murphy uh, train. Well, Killian Murphy is, is gorgeous. Mm, gorgeous, special, special man. Um, but, but I would like you he, to frame I it in the following so. way. I do say, I do have to say, yeah. I feel like he'd have sweaty hands. Yeah. So, and that would be a big turnoff. Anyways, go ahead. So the new Quentin Tarantino movie with Leo and Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie. My mother just saw this. My mother just texted me, by the way, is Alan and I went and the, saw a uh, night in Hollywood or uh, what is it in Hollywood? Uh-huh. Hello? What like and, one, one, yeah, last night. And she Hollywood. really liked it. My mother can't follow movies, but she enjoyed No, this that is the one. movie I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for a movie with big name actors, but a rated R Tarantino type movie that's not like a thousand million dollar budget movie. I've been waiting for it. The reviews are amazing. Everyone loves it. I love those actors. I'm Margot Robbie's one of my major crushes. I'm very, very excited. She's always great with Leo. Leo's always great with Brad Pitt. Can't go wrong. Um but dude. I'm looking at Aquaman, Captain Marvel, Shazam, Avengers Endgame, the Pokemon movie, Aladdin, Toy Story, Dark Phoenix, Spider-Man, The Lion King. Maybe we'll get into some of these. The one rated R movie is John Wick 3. And you know what? Well, I love Keanu Reeves, and they've got great people in the John Wick franchise. Like the Sorry, by the way, when you, when you asked me if I saw this, I thought you meant the first one because you were just getting into this. I have not seen the new John Wick. Oh, yeah, me neither. But it's made $350 million, which is more than the first and the second combined. He just goes around with a silencer on a pistol and shoots people in the head. Like, that's literally the whole movie. But it's Keanu Reeves, and he's become, like, he's become the American action hero of in video our games too, generation. By the way. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, like, all the stuff on Instagram. And did you hear about, like, he was on a plane that, uh, that landed somewhere, and then they got in another plane, and he, he rented, like, a van and carpooled with a bunch of strangers to the final destination airport because they, the flight, the flight couldn't make it. Anyways, he is, he's an amazing person. He also donates a ton of money and a ton of time to all these different causes. And he's the anti creep. Women love him openly. Yes. He's 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 like our Bono. He's literally like, like Bill and Ted's Bono. Like, like it's like he's become, I don't know. Cause he's just still alive and he's just not i don't even know what's happened but in the last five bring the matrix bring the matrix listen i love the matrix i've always loved the matrix but like there's something about keanu reeves listen to support your point go ahead you know how we talk about one of the underrated parts even of just the first matrix is the han leia aspect 
of him and Trinity in that in some ways he's very sensitive and takes on some mm-hmm. of the quote unquote mm-hmm. traditional feminine roles the way Han Solo does in Empire and even Return of the Jedi with Leia who's taking more of like the take charge like I don't want to talk about my feelings like you know we right, don't have time right. for this kind of thing and they definitely do that with Trinity and Neo they overly do it in the sequels but it's a great dynamic and I think the fact that he can project femininity with how ma- masculine he is is part of it. Bernthal's like that too, man. I mean, Bernthal's the fucking Punisher and the manliest dude ever, but he, him and his dog, and he's like such a sweet guy in real life. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a major do- uh, donor to Little League uh, baseball. Uh, you know, you always see him with like the kids out like doing baseball and stuff. I mean, there, there's you don't know who these guys are. Jake Gyllenhaal too. Jake Gyllenhaal always plays creeps in movies. He's the sweetest guy in real life. Um, you, you know what I mean? You know it's so funny. I just re- I just remembered. Um, so October Sky just came out uh, for on Netflix or something like that, and I haven't seen that movie in years. And uh, and then I realized, oh my god, of course that's Jake Gyllenhaal. To me. Uh, he's always more Donnie Darko yeah, was Donnie his Darko. like mm-hmm. he's Donnie Darko and like that's when I noticed him but I really like do you know what movie I'm talking about October Sky mm-hmm. from 1992 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and it was like a, a and he must have been he it must was, be uh, it was um, 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 uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind kind of redux and so from this I'm going to parlay into another Marvel classic that we haven't touched Go. upon because he Spider-Man uh, you know First of all, Wait, can I just set this up? Can I set this up, please? Can I set this up? Can I set this up? Yeah, but I just parlayed it perfectly because we were just talking. No, no about I know, but in terms off, of the big fine. picture of the discussion, fine. you need me to let me. Fine, I just, I'm, I'm, I I'm, I'm playing. Which chess, is you're playing checkers, and then you're like, oh, 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 okay. Let, let's do this. Go, go, go. Tell me about it. Well, that's part of the bizzle, you know. I mean, unfortunately. I okay. I don't know. Tell me about Aven- why. Jake okay, 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 awesome. okay. Just listen. Aquaman, one point one billion. Avengers Endgame finally beat Avatar, thank God, two point eight billion. Yeah. Captain Marvel, one point one. Spider Man over one. Aladdin over one. Lion King's about to hit one. Toy Story Four is about to hit one. Shazam, three hundred and sixty-four million. But you know what? They're thrilled with Shazam with three hundred sixty-four mo- million because it was cheap and the audience was response say, was great. They spent about thirty million on it, maybe fifty. Here's the problem, Simmy. They're going to f- make that Scarlett Johansson movie on $125 million. It's going to look better than the Bourne movies. And I think Scarlett Johansson is ready for this to be her bow out. But it's going to do so well. They're going to try and beg her to come back. Uh, whereas the Shazam franchise, they really wanted it to succeed and it has. So where Ooh, all of a sudden... You're saying she didn't, she didn't agree to two movies? I don't know what the contract is, but no, I don't. I I think there has to be two movies. Come on, Scarlett Johansson doesn't agree to anything she doesn't want to. She wouldn't have done this if they forced her to sign another movie. I guarantee you. But like the way the way they could do her story, her like contract was over. up two years ago at this time. Her contract was up now. She wouldn't even need to, to be honest, to do the two movies. She they they should have like like she she should only do about an hour and a half of the first one anyway. So, you know, and, and a half an hour of some other actor that looks like her, right. and then and then then and then another two like hour her. movie. No. So you're acting like no, a little girl. I'm saying like mm. a little girl that being recruited. Do you think her. they can find a baby Jen for for baby Natasha? Yeah, of course they can. Aww, we love baby Jen. No, wouldn't that be awesome? But with baby, baby Jen, you could just give her the buck teeth. What would you give young Scarlett Johansson? She's so flawless. 
the cat eyes. Yeah, the the cat eyes and that crooked smile. You know, that crooked mm-hmm. half smile. Anyway, Simi, what yeah, I'm and saying? Actually, actually, to be honest, not yeah. to belittle it, the way she does it is awesome. But you put a little girl with those eyes and and like uh, and that hair and like just have her like awkwardly mm-hmm. do that half smile. It's it still has the same like she doesn't have to do it the way she does because right. she's ten. You know what I mean? Like so here's like, like she can just do it in any way. And then you have Scarlett Johansson, you young down Scarlett, have her do the the seventeen mm-hmm. uh, and up. But then again, like I said, she's only in an, she's only in three quarters of that movie. So we're saying like she should start. And if I was getting her to do it, I'd be like, we want to do at least two movies. The third's an option. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. If you don't want to do it, we won't do it. That sort of thing. But the two movies, like we'll all know if it makes sense to do the third one. Okay. So yeah. So but the two, but the two, we should just do because we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. But we'll do the two on two. The two on two, which is Aquaman and Shazam on one hand, and Spider Man and Captain Marvel on the other. And regardless of what you think of those movies, they all made a ton of money relative to what they were. They all generally really pleased audiences. They generally did well with the critics. So after all the quote-unquote superhero fatigue, which you and I mock, and you know it's like Star Wars fatigue. It's like, give me a break. Go to Star Wars Celebration, people, and tell me they're Star Wars fatigue. They've already sold out Simi Anaheim next year, which wasn't supposed to happen. There wasn't supposed to be Star Wars Celebration next year, but the one I went to was so successful, and so many people said they would go. The next year, they did Anaheim in August. They're doing LA in August. It's like a thousand degrees. They've sold like a hundred and fifty thousand tickets. They've already sold out Anaheim. So tell me there's Star Wars well, fatigue. Tell in, me there's comic book fatigue. I was going to go to the opening of the Star Wars exhibit at uh, at, at Disney, and like I was in LA that weekend, uh, coincidentally for my brother's wedding, and. I went to Harry Potter Land instead because at Universal because like you, like I, I don't, oh Galaxy's I'm sorry, Edge guys. is a mess. I know you mess. guys think I'm fancy. Mess. I know you think I'm fancy. I don't have a G to drop, let alone seven hours to like see something for two of it and wait in line for five. Like I don't roll like that. So like Harry Potter, if it was like Harry Potter Land where you roll up and there's a big crowd and you just walk through it and there's all this shit you can do. That's great. They had it like appointment only, like ridiculous lines. Like it just seemed like a fucking mess. And I know it just opened. So my point is, of course it fucking sold out in Anaheim. They're going to partner it with this exhibit that's going to be open for fucking less than a year or right. barely a year at that point. Right. By that point. So basically, as everyone in the fucking area has had their final opportunity to go see the new fucking Disney exhibit. Then they're gonna pop it off with this with, with, with what you're saying, and and then they're gonna all pop back to the Disney exhibit. All it is is fucking marketing at the brilliantest level, and like again, chess and checkers, like fucking crazy shit, man. I, I mean, they're killing it. They're literally killing it. Like it's unbelievable. Literally, everyone's gonna be like, oh, I just went to the exhibit. I saw it. It was a little crazy. It was slow. Blah blah. blah. And then and then they're gonna have this show, and of course, it's it's gonna sell out. Can I can I bring in Aladdin, The Lion King, and uh, Toy Story just real quick as a comparison because they've all made a billion dollars in their. Do you own want me to talk about remakes Lion King? of the remakes? Can I just give the the stats real quick? Mm-hmm. They've all made about a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. They all have eighty eight to ninety four percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, but only one of them has a fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes at ninety eight percent. You could probably guess which one. Lion King. Toy Story. 
Mm. Lion King has a 53, Aladdin has a 56. In both cases, the audience scores are way above. Even though they're clearly semi, and I'll throw it to you, they seem like shot-for-shot remakes of movies I already love in animated form. Why do I need to see these again? Now, Beauty and the Beast, I people... Not criticizing me, but people say I'm a hypocrite because I saw Beauty and the Beast and I really liked Beauty and the Beast remake. But that's because I didn't really like the original Beauty and the Beast. That was the one '90s movie. I loved Mulan. I love Tarzan. I love uh, um, Lion King. I love Aladdin. I love Little Mermaid. Beauty and the Beast was the one I never really loved. And so you throw in Emma Watson and Dan Stevens and Ian McKellen and, you're like, and okay. Ewan McGregor, and I'm like, okay, the music's okay. better, the, the core so, is better, <laughs> everything is better. But Aladdin and the Lion King to me are Whoa, perfect wait, films from Whitney the 90s. Do that? Wasn't that Whitney? People Bryson? Tell as old as time. Right, that's a- song. So, it, so the man, right. so a man putting a woman in uh, in Stockholm Syndrome is a tale as old as time. You gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> so listen. Yeah. You're not wrong. It's an entire red herring. But it is live action, so it is kind of cool to watch. But when people who criticize part. Disney see me come to me now and say they have a formula to make a billion dollars on every movie, no matter how good or bad it is, I have nothing to say to them because that's exactly what the numbers say. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're just an asshole. Exactly. I mean, Captain America Civil War, quote unquote, only made $1.1 billion, and that had all the Avengers in it and was much better than these movies. I... But at the end of the day, there's a few things that I think we're, we're really touching upon. And folks, we're about to about. get into the Marvel announcements, but I want to give Jimmy so, due because he's seen these movies and he has lots of thoughts. Why, you know, why are we going to go see a movie? Because it's the best movie that's out at the theater and we go see movies because we go more movie got smoking hot. Right. I mean, that's why we go see movies. She's like my so perfect if, woman. You know, like so Jasmine's my I perfect go- woman, and then you put Naomi Scott with Jasmine as from a perfect woman. I live uh, walking Sorry, distance. I live walking distance from a night. You Nighthawk can't troll me theater. on Twitter. I'm suspended. <laughs> I go to Nighthawk. It's $13 a ticket, and I can get a Narragansett for 6 bucks. In New York, doesn't that kind of sound ridiculous? You also have a life partner who loves seeing movies, Simmy, and that's a big difference. If I had a life partner who loves seeing movies, I probably would have seen some of this stuff. So we go, we see these movies. It's also really close and really nice. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, this theater just finished being built. Before we were going to the Alamo, and we were spending a lot more. We were were spending the... Alamo Draft House, what up? Sponsor the podcast. We were spending... Nah, nah, Nighthawk, how you doing? What up? What up, though? Get at us, please. (laughs) Nighthawk. No, they're it's it's thirteen versus eighteen dollars a ticket. The food's about ten percent to twenty percent cheaper, and I can walk there and not take an Uber. So it's it's literally like a ridiculous. And I, so I get to like you know order dessert. I had this milk and cookie thing the other day. It was fucking awesome. Anyways, uh, when we went and saw Lion King. So the problem with Lion King it is it's an absolute red herring. Uh, some of the new characters are fun. John Oliver's character was incredible. I really liked how he played Zazu. And Beyonce as Nala. I mean, all hail Queen Bee. Uh, but, and that was really great. And some of the other, and uh, I love Seth Rogen. He's my uh, doppelganger, apparently. 
Uh, you can't be a Jewish summer camp kid moto. with a good sense of humor and not like Seth Rogen. I'm sorry. You don't yeah. have to like all the movies so, he's in, and he can be a so dick sometimes, Pumbaa. but he is a he's comedic Pumbaa. genius. So he's Pumbaa. Uh, so he's Pumbaa, Beyonce is Nala, and John Oliver is Zazu. So, like, uh, when you combine that, uh, and then, of course, James Earl Jones is James is, is, is Mufasa. So that's pretty awesome. You know what I mean? So that was enough to go see it at the theater. And then it, and like, Five you have to go you. see, you have to go see these live action movies at the theater. I mean, I saw the pretty Book. incredible. You, have you seen, uh, I, uh Jungle the Book? Netflix they did a one? different spin though, dude. John Favreau. So the Jungle Book was written by Rudyard Kipling, who along with Winston Churchill are two of the worst colonialist murderers of all time. Research the biography of Rudyard Kipling and Winston Churchill in North Africa in the late 1800s and early 1900s. They both personally and ordered mass murder of Africans and were horrible, horrible imperialists. I think Jungle Book is a shit book and a shit story by a horrible human being. However, John Favreau actually did an interesting job with Jungle Book, but I saw the trailers numerous times extended trailers for aladdin but especially the lion king five words for you simmy shot for shot remake that's four words i'm an idiot but still well i also actually you know it's funny i really like john farver and he i really like i mean everything he does and i like the jungle book i thought it was cool i think christopher walken's little number in it was pretty cool but ne- uh Murray, you know as we talk essentials come on as we talk about, uh, you know, um, you know, Netflix versus um, Netflix versus uh, uh, the Disney Channel that's going to open up. That's another really good what Netflix did with uh, their version of the Jungle Book with um, what was it called? Muaga. Uh, Moana. Muagi? No, Muagi, Muaga. Mm. They did it, their own live action Jungle Book. Hmm. Hold on. Um, uh, Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. And it was way better than the Jungle Book. Have you not seen that? Had a better cast and more interesting. But yeah, Jungle Book, again, billion dollars Disney with their distribution company. Right. And Mowgli was better. Mowgli was a better story, a better twist. It's a shit it story no matter what that's based on horrible imperialist stereotypes. It's worse than The Lion King, which can be racist, but you look. No, no, this no, is no. The, this Mowgli, is what the, Mowgli's not. Mowgli's not. Okay. Like, Mowgli, Can Mowgli I give you my personal... Colonial, inter- Mowgli exposes the colonialist okay. as a fucking fraud okay. because he comes to kill so the So Kipling is rolling in anyways. his grave about that message because he doesn't agree with it whatsoever if you read his writings. Agreed. And neither do we. Yeah. By the way, uh, if you watch the movie A United Kingdom with Rosamund Pike um, and starring um, uh, David Oyelowo, a.k.a. Agent Callis, uh, as well as MLK and Selma, an amazing actor, uh, it's a biopic slash historical movie about Botswana. And Botswana was by far the most friendly to the British of any of the, uh, uh, the countries. And because of that, they were going to be rewarded by whoever won the 1936 election or whatever in the UK with independence before any of the other African countries. 
Uh, it, it was a close vote, and Winston Churchill had to win. He promised them immediate independence, and as soon as he was elected, he sent the army and completely threw in jail anyone with any power or influence in Botswana, made it undemocratic, which it was already democratic, and uh, threatened, it wouldn't even let the king, uh, the rightful king, democratic king, uh, played by uh, David Oyelowo, wouldn't even let him back in the country, especially because he was married to and in love with a white woman who would end up becoming a saint in Botswana when I was there. She was worshipped as if she were a black woman, even more so because she was white, all the humanitarian work. Winston Churchill, the word are Kipling, these people are horrible. We have to keep these in mind. But then again, Simi, the people who wrote Little Mermaid and stories like a lot of Disney stories are also horrible and no one's dealing with that. Uh, absolutely. I mean... I mean, the mermaids m- raped, like, essentially female raped and murdered their victims in the original story. Also, there's, like, slavery and stuff Okay, like so that. here is my here is my breakdown of the remakes in terms of politics. You ready? I mean, Pocahontas? You give me, yeah. you give me yay or nay. Okay. Should I go in terms of uh, uh, new release or original release? I'll go in terms of new release. Go ahead. Jungle Book is trying to make it less racist, more accessible, and it was just testing out technology to make animals come alive and stuff like that. And on that front, John Favreau did great with the Jungle Book. Um, it, it, I had such low expectations. I actually enjoyed it. I do want to see Mowgli, Mowgli, whatever it's called. Um, but Favreau did do a good job with that, and clearly he was building towards. Lion King. Beauty and the Beast, as I've told you, is much better than the cartoon version, which I think is the weakest of the original cartoons, but more so, they worked in tons of gay and feminist themes, which is why that movie was banned in Malaysia, Indonesia, and throughout the Middle East, I mean. Yeah, I mean, look. It's our girl Emma Watson. She doesn't fuck around. Since we, I think it's great, like, at the end of this day, a lot of stories that are told are always recycled stories from stories from hundreds of years ago. I mean, like, literally, you can trace, I mean, I've said this before, Lion King is Hamlet, Hamlet is Oedipus Rex, you know, so we can, we can sit there and, like, always do this, and then we can talk about imperialism and all the fucked up things that were happening during the times of each of these, you know, things that are happening. Um, but at the end of the day, um, the way the jungle book did it and the way Mowgli did it was, uh, you know, they kind of took that imperialism out and they just made it like, what happened? Let me finish my little recap here. Wait, hold on. What happened if there was a boy who raised by wolves and let's make that story. We've never heard that story before. Well, but it's cute. It's cute. It's It's cute. It's also been told as a folktale in almost every society ever. Right. But that's what every story is. Every song is sampled from another song. Every lyric, every love song. Right. But let's have that boy fall in love with nature and make, have a white man make a comment about how an Indian boy is alienated from his Indian culture because of how corrupt they are. That's what Rudyard Kipling was doing. Right. Let me just really quickly, let me finish my narrative here. It's still fucking famous. Go ahead. I'm going to end with Aladdin, okay? Mr. Aladdin, have a wish. First of all, dude, we finally have our Mulan. Robin Williams, I'm pouring beer on my rug. Go ahead. No, this is important to me. We finally have our Mulan. And while she's beautiful, more importantly, she's a great young Chinese actress who has, like, triple black belt 
skills. And we know our boy Donnie Yen and Jet Li are in that movie, among other people. So for me, that's the movie that has to get remade and be way cooler, more complicated and culturally not sensitive, but complicated and interesting, even though I do love the cartoon Mulan. So I'm very optimistic about Mulan. Lion King is... Man, we really should cast famous black people to do all the animals, even though they're still animals in Africa and not actual Africans. But Simi, because of the Black Panther, it doesn't matter. The Black Panther, in terms of Africa, has completely neutralized it, especially because it's a lot of the same actors between those films and between the Disney films. And so, sidebar, sorry. Uh, the other thing that The Lion King did a lot was to have Lion King the musical, which did a lot for a lot of great actors on Broadway to have some great opportunities because uh, it's very hard to get black people to have lead roles in a lot of traditional plays and musicals. And for such a dominant black cast for the Lion King, um, I can't think of a blacker, mm-hmm. more successful Did they fully Africanize Akuna Matata? Because that's an actual word from Swahili. And... I lived in Botswana, which is in the south of Africa, which is far from Kenya and Swahili, but uh-huh. because of trading, there was a lot of similar similarities. I'm not making this up, man. <clears throat> you know the whole Yetov in Hebrew? The equivalent yeah, of that in okay. Botswana is... Ha- it's, they, they have a ch sound like in Hebrew, is hachona matada, which means it's all just nothing, who cares kind of thing. Yeah, no worries. Right. right. So that's that's legitimate, but they never even really tried to Africanize it originally. I don't even know if they bothered this time. Have you seen The Lion King no. musical? No. It's incredible. It's worth it. So The Lion King is fine. It's a shot for shot. I'm kind of done with Favreau. Side note, no, I'm not, not that excited about The Mandalorian at this point, Simi. I'm not going to lie, but let me tell you this. <laughs> You're if, lying to yourself. If Dave, but, okay. Nope, I am excited for one reason. Dave Filoni. What? Yeah. They're acting the like Dave Filoni is advising. Filoni is like Yoda. Did, Let's like make this wait, clear. Filoni <laughs> sits there back there writing this shit as if, you know, wisdom you have, you will. Like, it's just not, it's just is to him. And the way he's, I mean, I love his logic, his reasoning, and the growth of all the work he fucking does. Like, he's a fucking Jedi himself. Like, he is the last yeah. Jedi. Like, who are we fucking kidding? Him and that fucking cowboy hat. I'm sure he has a real lightsaber somewhere. And he's got the full head of hair, too, which is really funny. Dude, that dude, fuck. Man, I wouldn't even know. I just would just... Can I complete my thought real quick? Which is... Yeah, but I think John Favreau is, is directing him. individual episodes and overseeing the sort of artistic version but anything having to do with the lore and continuity is all going through Dave Filoni. My point being, I am excited about The Mandalorian because the story group and Filoni in particular is so involved. If it was just this is a John Favreau production, after you know all the Iron Man movies and The Jungle Book and The Lion King, he's obviously a great director when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes and making money. I've kind of had enough of John Favreau as a Disney director. He should just become an executive producer and hand off. Luckily, they're letting a lot of women and people of color direct all these series. But without Dave Filoni, uh, it, let's put it this way, Sammy. I don't care how they frame the titles, but Kathleen Kennedy making sure Dave Filoni was an equal on The Mandalorian was someone as established as John Favreau in live action. And John Favreau mm-hmm. not only not having a problem with it, but loving Filoni, that's what's going to make it work. 
Um, and that's the major credit I have for Favreau is that he embraced someone like Filoni and is like, yeah, this is a cooperative effort. And we also have Bryce Dallas Howard. We also have Taika Waititi. We also have a bunch of Jessica Jones directors. We, you know, we got a whole bunch of talent here, but ultimately it's Filoni. And, and uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think, um, uh, the fever is coming along as Lucas has also been on set tutoring him or not on set, but just like they've had conversations and stuff with him and Lucas and so forth. He started to understand it better because he played the voice in the Clone Wars and, uh, you know, but he also disses the prequels. He's still trying to get a hold of the whole thing. That's why you need Filoni in there. I'm done with these shot for shot remakes. My final thought, they've done it all. Now they've got Brown Ariel, Little Mermaid. Sure. Give it to us. I, I like, I like him. I think I don't know. You know what I think you're doing? I think you're a little oversaturated with him, and it's fine. Like he's been, he's had his hand up every skirt. Sorry, that's like way too me too. Like he's 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 everywhere. But then I see things that he does, like that that new series on Netflix that he's doing with the food, and he's touring and stuff like that. And he has like uh, that chef he go, he runs around with, and they go to a bunch of other things, and like. It's called Chef, actually, I believe, because it's a takeoff from his movie he did. Um, and, like, he's just brilliant. And I even really like oh, him. Oh, yeah, people news. think Chef's one of the most brilliant and influential so shows of all time. Spoiler, so, spoiler alert, uh, he has a... Um, oh, you haven't seen it. Fuck, all right, never mind. My he, problem's not with John Favreau, by the way. My problem's with Disney. Yeah, by the way, in Spider-Man, he's great. I know, yeah, I love Happy. Happy's one of my favorite characters. Happy is fucking awesome. And Swingers, he's What did he say? Awesome. Did you just hang up on Nick Fury? <laughs> you can't do that. You can't hang up on Nick Fury. Did you No, he goes, did you just ghost Nick Fury? Did you just ghost Nick Fury? Yeah, I gotta see it. Like, you can't do that. Like, it's Nick it. Fury. I gotta see it. He, so he, uh... You know, I also me, play a lot of video games I, I, these days. I saw I'm not Swingers way back in the day, and I was living in L.A. as well. Swingers is one of the best point. movies ever. That performance is one of the best movies. It's one of the most neurotic <laughs> Jewish performances of all time. I mean, Larry David, I bet, loves that movie. Jenny eats something. But no, and then also so when money, you look baby, at things you like PCU, his role in PCU. Which was like, a Wesleyan oh. story, by the way. My college, eclectic house at Wesleyan. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so... He his role in PCU, his role his, like all these different roles he's done in Swinger. I think he wrote and directed Swinger okay. too. All right. So like maybe you're a little oversaturated at this point, but for me it's like it's like my fake best friend. People like, get the, mad at me, me for not seeing been, these movies, and this is my me problem. Been, me you, and my friends quote Swingers to this day, and we all play NHL swingers. all the time. We're not talking about Swingers. swingers we're talking about Bay Bay. We're talking about we're talking about Bay and. Uh, uh, Lando and Lion King, right? Which is great, right. but I'm not gonna see it. So, oh, I keep for don't I get mad at me for it. not seeing this shit because I should. And Aladdin's the final one because here's the problem. And dude, guys, Simi and I are gonna take on our end a quick break after this and then jump into the Marvel announcements. But on your end, obviously, we're just gonna uh, maybe I'll do a little musical interlude here, Simi, to jump into the Marvel announcements. Uh, uh, I think we can do that. I'll, I'll do the the uh, the Avengers music. Dun 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 dun. Um, uh, I could also just I've been I have Endgame in the background or not? Great. Endgame, I have, um, uh, which is I'll just turn up the volume on my a. Aladdin is a perfect movie in terms of dialogue, animation, and music. And B. 
Not only like with Heath Ledger is it a kick in the balls to try and replace Robin Williams, but they abused Robin Williams back in the day by underpaying him. He wouldn't even participate in the press campaigns in the original Aladdin movie, never forgave Disney, and never did another Disney voice after that because they didn't treat him well enough because he was the movie. You're talking about Robin? Yeah, Robin was the movie. They treated them like shit. By the way, this was before Bob Iger. This was when Disney was driving their own success into the ground, which is when they, uh, by the way, dude, they brought in Bob Iger and Steve Jobs at the same time. They brought in Bob Iger to rehab the whole company, and they brought in Steve Jobs to do Pixar. And Bob Iger was one of the only people on the planet that Steve Jobs would listen to and respect and not go off on, which is why Pixar was so successful and continues to be successful. Bob Iger is just, he says some stupid shit sometimes, but mostly he was very laid back with Steve Jobs, who can be extremely difficult to work with, to say the least. Uh, But he did make Pixar and he did rejuvenate Disney. And here's my final thought, Sammy, about this. I'm going to give you a final thought in this section, and then we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to do the announcements, which is... (sighs) I don't like Pixar. I love the 90s 2D animated movies. And so the fact that the remakes of the 2D animated movies are the priority is like a double kick in the balls for me, and that's part of my problem. Oh, God, I guess I'm just such a sucker. I fucking... Up is one of my favorite movies. Uh... In and Out is incredible. Um, actually, those two movies. Have you seen Up and In and Out? Emotionally exploitative, trying to make you cry. No, they're smart. Up is like, first of all, Up is up. Of is course, a bit if it makes you cry, jerker. it's obviously smart. That's the whole point. In and Out, In and Out, I would use in a psychology class. Wally's the be best. Honest. Wally's the best. In and Out. Wally. You know, I've never seen Wally. That's the only one I haven't seen. Uh, uh, I got something on you. In and out. Have you seen In and Out? No. Or is it In and Out? Or what is it? It's this. One of the only reasons I saw Wally is because two thirds of the movie is just two robots having a love story together. But as soon as I see people in Pixar animation, it's like a bad anime dream. Hold on, I have to figure this out. Okay, well, here's where we take our break. Well, you figure it out. You take a note. When we come back, Simi, you'll finish on your note that you're doing, and then we'll go right into the uh, Marvel stuff. Does that sound good? I'm sorry. Inside Out. Inside Out. Inside, Inside out. out. Yep. 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 Which I hear is one of the most brilliant, like, philosophical films of all time. Yes. It is. That's what I was just yes. going to say. Yes. Like, like, and you called it, uh, you, were, you were shitting on Pixar for a minute, and I was saying, Up, Up is a tearjerker. Absolutely. But I, I find it amazing and adorable uh, and a pretty Crying is good. We all need to cry more. This wasn't a criticism. It's just something that Jim people... Jim Valvano said, you, if you laugh, you cry, and, and you share something special with somebody every single day, that's a hell of a day, isn't it? And you, Every day you should do it. You should laugh. If, you should cry. You should laugh, you should cry, and you should give somebody a hug. Can I give my deep like thought that. for the end of the segment? We're going to take a break? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't need to or want to cry on a semi-regular, either from sadness of the world or from the pure happiness of the beauty of the world, there's something wrong with you, and you need to seek therapy or talk to someone. Yeah. Well, I mean, Like, so, you know, some, you ever listen to music loud, man, when you have an hour to yourself and you're singing, and all of a sudden tears come to your eyes because you're like, this music's so beautiful, I love it so much? Or yeah, yeah. You know, I turned off music for a while because of that, if you want to stop for a minute and talk about something real. I actually wasn't in. I I was doing way more books than music. I do it mostly for really for a really long time when I drove. 
because I I work in sales and like I can't go get all that's what my top right ten albums has been about. It's like the ten albums a, I still listen a movie, to. Movie yeah. or a movie. I'm gonna walk into a meeting. Okay. Like after I just finished okay. crying or something, so I stopped listening to music and was just watching listening to books. Okay. But I've gotten back into music lately. All right. Well, let anyway. me save these files. This has been great. Um, and we're going to run through the uh, 8 to 10 announced properties. Yeah. As part two, man, I'm glad we did this. We both had a lot to talk about, and uh, I'm very curious for your response of, of the properties. So we will be back right now. Well, in the meantime, folks, you can listen to the square off between the Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Spider-Man uh, slash Doctor Strange and Iron Man. So enjoy for the next five minutes. Why is Gamora? I'm where the girl is. As you can hear what's going on. People hate Peter Quill. All right, folks, time for part two, where we talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe slate. I am happy to have left this part two because it's been a little while since it's been released. And Simi and I had tons of Disney news to talk about. Obviously, Simi, I'm glad we got it out there. We both had lots of thoughts and lots of feelings. Um, but there's no doubt that the announcement by Kevin Feige of the MCU uh, slate is, um, it, it is kind of a big deal. And if you would allow me, I want to... Read the five uh, TV properties and five movies that were announced. Um, but I have a quick preamble, Simi, which is so we're in 1919, right? 2019. We're in 2019. This was at Comic Con. Marvel famously does not often go to Comic Con. Here they had a huge slate with other famous actors. Do you know the only other time they have ever done this before? I do not. Is in 2014 in October when they announced Phase Three, and that is when they surprised everyone by announcing not only that they were fast tracking Black Panther, but that Black Panther was going to be in all the important movies and it was going to be played by Academy nominated Chadwick Boseman, which sent everyone, including me, into a tizzy. And the announcement of Black Panther, uh, not just as Chadwick Boseman, but the importance of Black Panther and Wakanda in the mythos going forward, along with the return of Star Wars, is really what birthed the Bizzle cast. And so it's been five years since they made an announcement like this. And previously, they made this announcement before Iron Man came out, and no one even thought this was going to be anything um and so really quickly guys the announcements um which i have in front of me and then i'm gonna throw to simi to literally talk about whatever he wants Simi. so i think we can both agree without having to discuss it right the second black widow being the first major movie of phase four may 1st 2020 is a huge fucking deal uh in fall of 2020 we have the falcon in the winter soldier with falcon taking on the role of cap and winter soldier kind of prodding him along is what i think and then we have the Eternals and Shang-Chi, neither of which I know a lot about. Shang-Chi I'm happy about because it's an Asian property. Eternals I actually have major problems with. This has to do with my Cosmic Marvel thing. I love, 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 love Wanda and the Scarlet Witch. I, Simi, if you listen to my Age of Ultron commentary, literally from 2015, I said I want to see something with Wanda and Vision. I can't believe we're actually getting the series. And then we're going to see Wanda in the Multiverse of Madness with Doctor Strange, our guy. Bennett Cumberbatch is going to be a Loki series in spring of 2021, which will be great because it's Tom Hiddleston. Then there's What If, which is a TV series, which I don't know what that is. We're getting Hawkeye with his daughter, Kate Bishop, and that's a major comic book story, and Hawkeye does the daughter thing great. He's done it with Elizabeth Olsen in Avengers and Wind River. He's done it numerous times, the father-daughter story. Hawkeye's going to nail it with the father-daughter story on Disney+. And then Thor, Love and Thunder with Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, and Chris Hemsworth, which we're going to end on, buddy. So let's say 
save Thor: Love and Thunder, but other I think than you that, skip you skip one. You skipped one. You skipped Loki. I, I did say Loki really quickly. I, I, I oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I said sorry, Loki's I, Spring twenty twenty one. I said they. Could, I have no idea what they're doing, but whatever they do, it'll right. be great because it's Tom Hiddleston and people love Loki, and he's a nominated winning. I know he's a winning. He's won Emmys, Golden Globes. I guess he hasn't won an Oscar, but he's headed in that direction. What if? Hawkeye, and then end of 21. I just want to point out something really quickly related to the Chadwick Boseman comment is that when they announced Phase 3 in 2014, they announced all the way through Avengers Endgame, which they didn't call it at the time, in 2019. This entire slate of five shows and five movies goes from May 1st, 2020 to Thor and November 5th, 2021. So in a year and a half that we know of, and they might even announce more properties, we have five television shows and five movies and I will say the very first thing, the Black Widow, May 1st, 2020, I'm thrilled about. The very last thing, November 5th, 2021, Thor Love and Thunder, which we will get to last, I'm very thrilled about. There's a couple other things, mostly having to do with what I call Team Cap with WandaVision and Hawkeye the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and so forth that I'm excited about. But I wanted to mostly throw it to you because I did do this podcast um, with uh, with Abdil, um, who is a very thoughtful guy. Um, and we had a really interesting discussion and talk about what could and could not happen in all this. So if you're down, as long as we save Thor Love and uh, Thunder as our final thing, I'm happy for you to talk about any or whatever of these properties, what you're thinking, connecting them, separate movies, television. I'm just dropping in on your lap in three, two, one, go Simi. So I think, you know what, I'm just going to work my way from left to right as well. Um, Do you have it in front of you? Yeah, yeah. So, so, okay. I love Scarlett Johansson. The fact that she's dead is devastating, but the fact that she gets to do this is amazing. Um, She's not dead. They brought back Zoe Saldana and Gamora. I don't know why they can't bring back Scarlett Johansson, but whatever. Okay. Uh, So... Black Widow is should be awesome. Like I was saying before, I think there should be at least two movies in there. Uh, I, I think the first part should be 30 minutes of uh, a younger, beautiful version of her with the crooked smile and everything. She uh, still looks like some the girl, girl from Lost playing. In Translation. I don't think they have to do any de-aging yeah. with Scarlett Johansson, man. Look, at the end of the day, I think she could... No, no, no. I want another <laughs> character, and I want like another little girl playing a young version of her to do about a half an hour of the movie. And I want her to do about an hour and a half of, the, of that movie. Come and then I want her to do the, the final two movies. And then th- there it is. It's two movies. It's not that big of a deal. Maybe Sakura so is the one who comes to get her. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Black Widow, I think, I think has a lot Here's of... Here's my question, Timmy. Uh, Can I guess yeah. you Black Widow? I swore up and down this had to be a rated R film. It's May 1st, 2020. Can I tell you the Disney films that have been in May? In recent memory, hmm. Avengers 1 and 2, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, um, both new Avengers movies. And oh, I Black- think hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Black Widow, Simi, because Captain America the Winter Soldier in Civil War, he's had a lot of people with him. And so yeah. their tent pole movie, which means they are expecting a billion dollars at least from this May 1st, 2020 release, is Black Widow. So my question to you is not can they make a billion dollars because America loves Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson. My question to you is... 
can it be a rated R movie as a May 1st, 2020 Disney movie? And is hard PG-13, like the Dark Knight, not Captain America Winter Soldier PG-13, like the Dark Knight PG-13, acceptable? And if it's less than that, are we really going to get the Black Widow story? Uh, I, I just think there's so much they can do with it. I actually think they should keep... Uh, like I said, I think this is this has to be two movies. I think the first movie is without Shield. You know, it's just a fucking it's just a backstory of her as a fucking rec- recruit as a Russian spy. I mean, who are we kidding? That's a movie in itself, and it's going to be awesome. Can I? And then the other movie is her as being recruited by Shield and becoming, you know, no. the Black Widow. Record? Like, no. Why can't we just recruited do that? by Hawkeye? With Shield in Budapest, the story that we all want to know in Budapest, when as Scarlett Johansson says in Avengers, uh, when she's talking about Hawkeye being a good friend of hers, said, "You know, he could have killed me, but he decided to make another call, and that call was to bring her into Shield and bring her in the good guys." I would love it to be a two movie arc. I don't think it's going to happen, especially because Simi, I have to say, Falcon, Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Hawkeye, the other Team Cap stuff, have been confirmed to be quote unquote modern day, as in post. Scarlet's death. So I don't know how they do that, but if I, we get more than one, I would be thrilled. Well, I believe you 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 remember Budapest a little differently than I. Do. <laughs> uh, it's like listen, Budapest so all over back, again. You, know you and I remember Budapest you know very differently. Yeah. So maybe she's so maybe shooting I, aliens so, with handguns. She's going. This is great. <laughs> since we're skipping Thor and using Thor at the end, I'm going to bounce to the end and do this back and forth. Okay. I'm well, actually no, do this in a little bit. Okay. Of, I'm going to go to Hawkeye real quick no, d- and just say what I want from Hawkeye. I, I, uh, I just want to talk what, about Black Widow. What do you want? What do you want? You, you want to talk more about Black okay, Widow? Okay, no, we can come you, back. As long as okay. we come back to Black Guys, Widow. I don't, sidebar, I don't know if you guys know this. Fizzle loves this movie, and I hope it does not break his heart. Because if, if No, I love if Black Widow just, and one of a great movie. She's, one of my, she's, right. she's my other favorite character other than Captain America, and part of that is the Winter Soldier is my favorite movie. I hope movie. it just doesn't break your heart. Because yeah. I have to say, I'm watching you put a lot of in, in this right now. Like and I'm, I'm not concerned. I'm Have concerned. you ever seen Scarlett Johansson in a straight up bad movie with a bad performance? No, not one, not one. Even not weird one. movies like Lucy and Ghost in the Shell, she crushes it. Dude, Ghost in the Shell is awesome. Like they do, but you and I love Terminator Genesis too because of Amelia Clark. Yeah. All right. So oh, Hawkeye. Sarah Connor Chronicles, hope, baby. Woo! I just hope. I just hope. That they just do this whole like Hawkeye went crazy and like just do the whole Tokyo, like Tokyo with Hawkeye being crazy. It's not happening. Movie in itself. He's training his young daughter. They've already said it. They're moving forward with the timeline. Anyways, I would. He's still going to be murdering people. Hopefully, like Arrow. That's the problem. Dude, I wanted that gap. I wanted that gap. That gap is a fucking movie. Here's the problem, Simi. He becomes like he becomes a psychopath. Here's the problem. Hawkeye psychopath in Avengers is all performance from Renner. The, the Green Arrow in the first three seasons of Arrow is way more violent and disturbed and vigilante than we ever get Hawkeye. And I don't know if Marvel has the... Gu- it, I can't believe I'm saying this because the CW has become such a laugh joke of corniness, but the first couple seasons of Arrow was very dark and very violent and murderous. I don't know if they can do that on Disney Plus with Hawkeye, but sure, why not? All right. Now I'm going to bounce back since we're talking about Falcon Winter Soldier. 
Yeah, I only have one final major philosophical thought. It's about Black Widow, so I'm just going to save it. So you jump in wherever you want. So, so look, I don't know if it's necessary. I just, I just think the story was over. I guess there's a, this is again going to be the aftermath, correct? This is going to be like Cap is, you know, uh, not a capsicle, but he's just like old now. Apparently, you he died I mean? in Spider-Man. Like, spoiler alert! I didn't see it. Right? Oh, he did. He as an old man, he dies in Spider-Man. Correct. <laughs> Uh, so that's it with Cap. So it's just them. And it's like, I don't know. All right, whatever. I just feel it's a reach. Yeah, I Next. love Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. I love Blackie the Winter Soldier. That scene where Cap gets a little makeout session with uh, Sharon Carter's niece, uh, played by, oh my God, Emily Van Camp. She's so beautiful as Agent 13, who keeps helping them in Civil War, even though she's like a high level CIA agent. She keeps illegally helping Cap because of Peggy and the relationship with, with Steve and so forth. Gives him the shield. They kiss for a she's little bit. She's a mole. And there's that she's literally shot, a mole for him. And they're driving in the tiny little VW bug, and you see Mackie and Sebastian Stan just smiling and nodding their heads as Evans finally gets some. I love it. Just that sold me on it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it, it can. Can I tell something. you what I think it's going to be? Mm. I think it's actually going to be like a brother on brother drama where, you know, Falcon's very, very, very hesitant, not necessarily wanting to take it at the end of Avengers. Mm hmm. I think it's going to be Bucky talking up Falcon being like, dude, I know you think, you know, and maybe at one time I was Captain America's best buddy and he's still my brother, but I can't be this. I'm too disturbed. You are the guy. You need like to embrace cap. it. And I like think it's going to be the shield. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be like a secondary yeah. origin story, which I always like better than primary origin story. A secondary origin story with Falcon, dude, who's already an international hero. I mean, he was a hero in Afghanistan before Winter Soldier even started. Then he was a hero for bringing down Hydra. And then he was an Avenger. I mean, he's already a superhero, but they need the symbol. And I think there's going to be political commentary in the show without it being heavy-handed. Hey, man, if he's the new black Captain America, I fucking love it. I mean, like, he should fucking throw on the Stars and the Stripes, to be honest. Like, he is... At some level, I don't want him to be... Falcon. I want I him tell to you one like, of the best lines Cap- in Marvel. Ever. I want him to be. I want it to end as like him being like, "Call me Captain Falcon." Can I? Can you, you just, can I mean? do a little line read for you, just out of my brain, because I know it so well from Winter Soldier, real quick. Uh-huh. So you know, uh, after almost being bombed by Hydra, uh, uh, Black Widow and Steve have nowhere to go, so they go to uh, to, to Sam Wilson's house. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, what, what's going on, guys? And Scarlett Johansson, totally straight face, just goes, everyone we know is trying to kill us, which I love. And they go inside, they wash up, right? And, you know, Steve had just saved Natasha's life by uh, covering the bomb. And she says, if, the, if, the, if our places had been switched, Steve, and tell me the truth, you know, w- would you have done it? And Steve said, I would now, showing his trust for Black Widow. <laughs> 
And he goes, and I'm always honest. And then they go eat pancakes. So now they're discussing Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. eating pancakes with Anthony Mackie, drinking like Orange Delight or Tropicana. <laughs> they're eating pancakes. You know, he has a line where he's like, I just made breakfast if you guys eat that sort of thing. I mean, um, and so they're eating pancakes and then they figure out this, uh, J- Jasper Sitwell and blah, blah, blah. And Captain America and says, like, I didn't say, and he's like, I didn't say, I didn't, I didn't say, say it was a pilot. No, he said, said you were a pilot. Right. Cap right. says, we can't do this by ourselves. And, and Anthony Mackie says you don't have to. Cap looks at it. And, and, and of course, Scarlet knows the operation. She knows the terrorist operation immediately um, the, where that happened and, you know, that his wingman died. She puts it together. And Chris Evans just goes, dude, I, I, you got out for the right reasons, man. I mean, this is so America, dude. In this way, everyone loves Chris Evans. It's so American. He goes, you got out for the right reasons. You know, I can't ask you to get back in. And what does Anthony Mackie say, man? He says, hey, man. Captain America needs your help. No better reason to get back in the fight. Boom. Right. And from that moment forward, Simi, in 2014 with Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which made way more money and was garnered way more acclaim than anyone thought. I'm sorry, Tony Stark. I'm sorry, Iron Man. From that moment in 2014, Captain America was both the leader of the Avengers on screen and off screen. And so all of this... I know Spider-Man led from Iron Man, dude, but everything else on television is leading from Captain America. And I've always said Marvel runs through Captain America. They're going to keep running through Captain America. You can listen to my old podcast. I'm constantly talking about this. And so is WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier going to be amazing? I don't know. But the fact that it's all run through Cap and Team Cap is not a surprise to me. And I'm absolutely thrilled because I love the Earth-based stuff. I'm just excited for Winter Soldier and, and, and new Captain America. Just fight Earth villains. And by the way, dude... Guess who's coming back? Who? Daniel Brühl, Academy Award winner from Rush. Daniel Brühl as Gazemo is escaping prison, and that's who they're going to have to go after. There could be a Wakanda connection. I mean, Daniel Brühl has been nominated for at least two Academy Awards, has won one. Uh, One of the best foreign actors up there with the guy, the German dude from... uh, uh, the Tarantino movies. Um, but I think Brule's a better actor. He's much younger, obviously. Uh, he's an amazing movie with Emma Watson. Uh, yeah, Emma Watson. Uh, true story about uh, in Col- when the Colombian um, dictatorship took over and they had like uh, kidnapped by a Christian a right-wing regime working for the government. You, you know what I'm talking about? It's called Colonia, mm-hmm. the, co- the colony. Mm-hmm. Watch it online, man. Emma Watson, Daniel Brule, amazing. Um, and so they have the villain dude, Zemo, who they have history with. Um, so I, I, again, I, um, I'm about to jump down a bunch of pegs here, but between Black Widow and Falcon Winter Soldier as their first two major offerings for me, Simi, five years ago, when I started thinking about the Bissell cast, tell me that those were the first two phase four offerings for me. I would have been jumping joy. Then I'm jumping joy. Now I'm not for a lot of these things, but I am for those two. Because yeah, I'm an I actor's guy, great. and I don't care if nothing so, happens. I Literally, if they're just walking around talking philosophy about what it means to be Captain America, for, and they fight Daniel Brühl for a few episodes, I will be satisfied. That's just me. Got it. So, I'm going to go through a few. Go. I'm going to go through the whole thing. So, uh, But you can at least agree with me that if the ground-based Team Cap stuff works, we're both going to like it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, is Captain America when your soldier your favorite Marvel like solo said, movie? Um, if it's actually just a black Captain America, I'm going to love it because like I think that's amazing because to have like Okay. 
like, I mean, there's so many white actors that do all these things. Like, think about it. Like, Black Panther was the first of its na- first of its kind. Yeah, but no one and looks at like- Mackie that way. That's what's great. It, 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 just like T'Challa. That's the thing, dude. Not well, only did they kneel the African. It, hopefully, they won't market it as as the Winter Soldier is the main character. Hopefully, they they'll had, market it, at, but they probably won't. Dude, Black Panther had a rival tribe in Baku acting like apes on the screen for billion, millions of people. And it was all an intimidation tactic. It's part of their tribal history. It's so complicated. The fact that the world understood it and nobody was offended, it's a miracle. Trust me, Ryan Coogler is involved in all these things. Um, yeah. But um, Feet to the Fire, Simi, best solo Marvel film to date or your favorite. So the name of the the character has to be in the title. It can't be Guardians of the Galaxy or Avengers or really right. Black Panther. Because let's be honest, with Shuri and stuff, it was Team Wakanda. Oh, uh, that's not fair. I was going to say, but uh, okay. okay. Other, I mean, but that, that other than the perfect man, who's T'Challa of, of Doctor Strange, his movie. Yeah, uh, Strange. Sorry, I just Doctor Strange. I just had a little puke hit the floor there. I love his movie. I love. Wait, you want you want Captain America? I love Captain America too. I mean, it's either Cap or Doctor Strange. All right, this is perfect transition yet again to me. Get into Cosmic Marvel. Pick any of these middle properties here. We got Loki, WandaVision, Eternal, Shang Chi, Multiverse of Madness. What if it is in outside your mind, buddy? Because you Strange. like this stuff. Outside of Thor. Outside of Thor, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, it's... Save Thor. All, save Thor. No it, Thor. Save it, Thor. Right, right. Out, that's what I said. Outside of Thor, of everything of these uh, uh, nine properties, uh, Doctor Strange is what I'm looking forward to the most because it's Doctor Strange too. I mean... I actually agree with you, but I don't think, I think the first that, movie is I, great and, and, until the much later parts of it. All right. Bird's Eye View, Hawkeye View... Uh, Doctor Strange, Black Widow, WandaVision, in that order. No, no. Close-up view, the Bizzle with the Scarlet Witch, and the one that I said I was most interested in the final Avengers movie, Doctor Strange, together wrecking the galaxy. I said Captain Marvel and Wanda. This is a much better relationship because, dude, Wanda is going to have to go crazy as a Scarlet Witch. and Those were, That was my one, two, three all the of these nine. That's how you, the mutants yours? are coming That's back in, saying. dude. Dude, that's what's happening. No one realizes it. No one realizes it. So, no, in so the comics, Wanda's one, two, the daughter three. of Magneto, but it doesn't matter because her power set is mutant, essentially, and they can revise that if they want to. And so she's going to go through these mansions of madness or whatever the fuck's going on, and she's going to go crazy and have the House of M, which leads to the Messiah Complex, and dude, the visions of Cable from the future and Deadpool 2 with hope is all caused by the Scarlet Witch in the present day with the House of M events. And 10 years of amazing X-Men comics to draw from. I hate to say it because I want her to stay a good guy, but there's no fucking way in the next five years they don't make Wanda go totally nutso, almost kill all the X-Men. It's the perfect way to bring them back in the franchise. Sorry. There, there's. I just want to get that on record because I've been trying to describe this to people and I just want it on record. What's your one, two, three? Of what? If you could only see three of these outside of Thor, of the nine properties, what's your one, two, three? Oh, uh, Widow One. Uh, well. Widow One. You're going to say Widow, Wanda, and then I don't know. Is this, is this guaranteed 
or no, no, no. Or what hopes. you just throw a bird's eye view? Or hopes. Bird's eye view. No, no, it's Hawk different. It's different. Guaranteed no, or hopes. hopes. Do I have no, money on this think? like a what gambling? Do you think? What do you? No, no, no. Oh, that, you're right. Let me phrase this question per, cor- yeah. correctly. Because Black Widow is a home run. One division, I don't know, but all, I'd rather see one division. When you and I are doing a, a podcast in uh, okay, December I'll give it to you. I'll 2021, give it to you. I got, it. I got it. Okay. 2021. We're got doing it. a podcast, and we're gonna sit, we're gonna look back at this it's podcast. Easy, easy. And these ten easy properties, peasy. and we're gonna say, what are your three? What do you think will you be your three fra- mm-hmm. favorite properties of outside of Thor again? Mm-hmm. Uh, if they get Daredevil, of the nine love, properties, what do you yeah. think your okay. top three favorite will be? Not necessarily the okay. most successful. Okay. Okay. That's a different okay. question. No, I don't care about that. Okay. If right, they get the best writers and directors from Daredevil, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and so forth. And I know they already have Jessica Jones directors on WandaVision because, so, I mean, it's going to be from Wanda's perspective because Vision's coming back as an AI. No, you know, like he's got to be the weird one. And Elizabeth Olsen, people love, it's got to be from her perspective. It'll be great because like Jessica Jones, it's going to be a disturbed young female, but she's so cool and sexy and badass that the guys are going to get behind her too, as they have. I mean, dude, in that scene in Endgame, I saw three times in the theater with different audiences. Every time the Doctor Strange portal opens and immediately Wanda comes through, flies at Thanos and just starts wrecking him, the crowd just goes nuts every single time. I'm like, okay, this is going to work. So here's my list. WandaVision, Hawkeye, Black Widow. Boom. All right. We'll come back. Real quick. I'm watching the scene where uh, Thanos is being throttled by Mantis. Why didn't they just Oh, you're watching Infinity War? Yeah, because they don't have the other. Or like take his head off at that point. (laughs) He's very angry. What does she say? I I love Mantis. Yeah, yeah. He's very strong. But have you noticed that Mantis should be the stereotypical one? (coughs) She's mostly been left alone, but Kelly Marie Tran, who mostly just seems American, who looks Asian, was the one who got wrecked. And she... I can't believe this happened. This is my least favorite part in the whole movie. So people hold Chris Pratt personally responsible... Um, and we talked about this for not tonight. killing Thanos, right? And so, who's more responsible, Chris Pratt as Star Lord or Adam Driver as Kylo Ren? Kylo Ren's a more evil person, but is Adam Driver Star responsible Lord. for making him so evil? Oh yeah, Adam. It, listen, Adam Driver's a great actor. Simmy, you're character. supposed to be my middleman here. You're supposed to be the middle linebacker. You're supposed to be like Troy Palomalu back in the day with these middle movies. Come, I, I have, I'm way out of my element here. I need your cosmic perspective on the Eternals and M- Multiverse of Madness. I know you love Doctor Strange. Multiverse of Madness is probably going to be amazing. Uh, no, I just got Doctor for Strange a is probably going to be amazing. I mean, it's it's by like. I mean, the first one was really good. Like, I think it's, I, I don't like horror movies, so I'm a little intimidated by that idea. Um, but I think it's still going to be very good. Um, and, and there's a lot of potential. If I had to uh, get rid of a few things, yep. I think Loki and. Um, by the way, Hawkeye. for a lot of these series, Loki, they're doing Loki, the six episode Winter Soldier. Just really quick, if Falcon Winter Soldier is Black Captain America, that's not what it's about. I described to you what's going to happen. Isn't it? But he has the shield now. Who cares that he's Black? He's Anthony Mackie. No, he's is, one of the coolest motherfuckers. Is he the captain? No, it does matter. No, but that's the point of the is, show: is that they're going to be the captain is, together. If he is the Russian. That's the point. If he is the Winter Soldier's sidekick. 
then fuck that. You don't have any honest. romance in you. They're going to have a bromance, dude. They're going to be capped Bro, together. Bro, who's the sidekick? Falcon's going to hold it, but winner, Bucky is Captain's brother, blood brother, so deeply. They'll be capped together. That's the point. I am Captain Rogers. That is why the uh, shield takes listen. up both parts of their names. I mean, Simi, you've got to look at the drama, the human drama. And, but here's where I'm coming from is I don't know and or care if you like any of these shows, but they are going to murder in terms of ratings and probably critical ratings. Murder. Absolutely kill. Just because of the actors. Mm. Okay. So I think it will. I think it'll do all right. Two, three, it's, three, it's, three, all three. Can I lean to Doctor Strange real quick? Real quick? Yeah. Okay. Okay. People freaked out uh, about Wait, pre-lo- we, we, no, 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 no. You can't, actually. We didn't do Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. I want to work back towards it because we need to be set up Cosmic Marvel in the center of Cosmic Marvel's Doctor Strange. So it, with your permission, I'd like to set up Doctor Strange and his cosmicness in general, and then we can jump to Eternals, which I have stuff to say about, Shang-Chi, which you have stuff okay, to say about, fine. Loki, etc., but built especially with Wanda, we know, dude, with Doctor Strange as a Cosmic Centers. I loved Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange way more than the movie. This usually happens with me with origin stories. Cap and Cap 1. Uh, I mean, Thor and Thor 1's a special exception. I, I liked Iron Man. I liked Tony Stark much better than Iron Man and Iron Man 1. Ant-Man, I continue to like Paul Rudd better, but when he's in the Avengers, everyone's better in the team-ups, I mean, another thing no one talks about. Justice League, the Avengers, Black Panther, Guardians, plus, like, it, everyone's always better when there's a lot of great actors around them, I think. And that's why J.J. nailed the Star Trek reboot, and that's why he's going to nail the, the Star Wars finale. Um, but uh, Doctor Strange, man... <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. People lost their mind when Brie Larson was so overpowered. I'm like, did you see the end of Doctor Strange with Dormammu? Where, like, one of the greatest powers in the cosmos, he used an infinite time loop to lit- to mentally torture Dormammu into leaving them alone, Simi? Yes. I thought it was amazing. So why was Thanos so hard to fucking beat for Doctor Strange? Don't give me Captain Marvel's overpowered. She can blow up spaceship. Doctor Strange did ultimately save them with a long-term gambit, but it, it, the fact that he could take down Dormammu but not Thanos, they did not explore or explain property properly to me. And this is a compliment no, to Strange as an amazing character. Pratt. No, he, he, they had a great plan, and he was ready to take him down, and then Chris Pratt ruined it. But why didn't he just travel the past when he already had the Green I don't gem? understand why when Thanos brought in him, they don't just No, no, no he had the time off. gem. Before they even confronted Thanos, it's like killing Hitler's baby. He should have gone in the past and killed Hitler's baby. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, uh, baby Hitler. Hitler's baby. Baby Hitler. No, you're not Point wrong. is, dude, point is, I mean, can name a couple names for you. You tell me what they have in common. You ready? I got four. Uh-huh. Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers. Um, Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. the Scarlet Witch. Thor. By the way, one of my favorite Natalie Portman moments of all time is when she's taking to the hospital because she hit him with a car for the third time, which, dude, when I did the commentary, I was on the floor. She hit Thor for the third time. I mean, it's so adorable. And they're making Natalie fill out, the, uh, uh, Jane Foster fill out the forms. And she's like, mm-hmm. I think he said his I- name was Thor. <laughs> no one talked like that back then. It kills it, man. She's so funny. I can't wait to talk about that. Anyways, Thor, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch. What do they have in common? 
Uh, they're they're all women. Doctor Strange is a woman. Okay, cool. Oh, oh, and I'm sorry. Oh, you threw that one in at the end. I'm sorry. I didn't have an answer. It was actually in the beginning, and then I restated at the end. Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch. I can't bring in the X Men. Um, Captain Marvel. And who did I say? I don't know. Captain Marvel. Doctor Strange, uh, Scarlet Witch, Thor. Both two men. What you said, all women. You're, that's what Trump's doing, man. He's making even normal people act irrational. I clearly said two men to you, and you said all women. No, you said uh, you Thor, Doctor Strange, you, Wanda, and Captain no, Marvel. You, How many times can I say it? Man. Bottom line is, what, what do those four have in trouble? Of course we all are. What, what, what are they having trouble? No. What do they have in common <laughs> in terms of their powers, Semiclimo? Those force powers. They uh, all have, like, force power. They're all, like, able to, like, no, you know, they're way beyond force powers. They're beyond Palpatine. They're galaxy changers. The only thing we don't know about Elizabeth Olsen as a cult witch is can she survive in space? But other than that, she can warp reality in a way that actually Doctor Strange and Thor cannot do. They're a thing. I mean, dude, Wanda removes successfully the Mind Stone and kills her love. Oh my God. It's going to be so romantic. I can't wait. With Vision. And if it wasn't for Thanos snapping and turning back time, she would have done it successfully. It's amazing. Um, and there's that great line, you know, from the Wakandans when she finally flies down and murders like half the aliens. They're like, what was she the whole time? <laughs> Honestly, talk to me about, of- I'm going to ask you some very pointed questions about Dr. Strange. If you're down because you love the character, you got sure. me more into the character. One of my biggest favorite parts I always pay attention to in Infinity War is everything with Doctor Strange, and, and I just wanted more in the final movie, which left me wanting more for his movie. So, I mean, I don't know if you if you think I'm just playing to the crowd here. I don't disagree with you that in Doctor Strange, in terms of a Marvel movie, two, especially with Wanda, but even before Wanda, is the one I'm looking forward to the most. The problem is, while Dormammu was brilliant philosophically and from like a comedic standpoint. I don't know if it's going to get as philosophical as I want, but this is where Shang-Chi comes in because that's related to the order that he worked with with Benedict Wong and company as well um, as learning Doctor Strange. I'm worried about Eastern mysticism, but, you know, coming from the Western mind as usual, but they're bringing a lot of Eastern people, especially uh, with Shang-Chi. It's kind of a leading question, but I'm sure you noticed the sort of Batman Begins-ish level of sort of Eastern philosophy, right? At at parts in in Doctor Strange, um, you thought it worked well? Yeah, I really really did. And I thought, again, another powerful woman leading the way as a main character teaching teaching of teachings, you know? Uh, But I really liked everything... I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I really loved Sherlock. Uh, I think he's a tremendous actor. He's also, by the way, in Lord of the Rings, or I'm sorry, in Hobbit. He is smog. Um, and I think he's I love incredible. That you know that and care about that makes me so happy. Uh, well, I think it's really cool that, like, because in Sherlock, uh, Holmes and Watson are uh, the Hobbit and smog. Not to mention the pressure of, like, Andy Serkis is in the movie, too. So it's like, okay, let's see how you do here, kid. 
Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I love what Benedict does, and I think he did like Doctor Strange is all powerful. But okay, like, let's look at focus. I Multiverse of Madness on, is this related to Spider Man? Is the Spider Verse, which I heard is not mentioned at all in the Spider Man movie, which is a shame, but is Multiverse of Madness related to Spider Spider Verse, which they explain no. as a multiverse? No, 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 no. Oh, not really. Okay. I mean, I guess at some level, multiverses, but Doctor Strange isn't in it. And then the new Spider-Man is more, um, it's, it's different. He, it, it's just a different thing, but it's not, uh, it doesn't have anything again to do with Dr. Strange. Okay. Let me, g- give me another shot here. Give me another shot. Yeah. Give me another shot. I'm not, I'm not feeling a plus yet with the question asking here on this. Okay. You, you know what a multiverse is. Multiverse is a word for the notion that there's not a universe, but there are many universes, and they may or may not be conve- connected. That's what a multiverse is. And then madness, uh-huh. which is, you know, supposedly they want to do a horror element, which I, I maybe they'll make it scary like the way Prisoner of Azkaban can be scary, but I don't, I, I don't see them making an actual horror movie. So we... Again, this is all confused because he should have destroyed Thanos easily, but whatever. What do you think this multiverse is? And why is the Scarlet Witch? Is another question you can answer instead or with it. Why are they putting the Scarlet Witch in this? Uh, Because, you know, he's fast and she's weird. You know, like, that's... I don't know. I honestly don't know. She uh, to me when you told me that she was in it, I didn't understand it. Could they sell the relationship between Benedict Cumberbatch and Elizabeth Olsen? No, uh, it's baffling to be honest with you. Like I don't understand why it's not just you know Doctor Strange two, and then he brings more than one person into the multiverse. But or maybe she's the only one that like maybe he helps her get weirder, and then like she actually has certain powers to do that mm-hmm. because I think her powers are. Like she's a young chick, you know what I mean? She's like, she's been experiencing her powers for a while. So like maybe he helps her like, you know, like, uh, figure things out. He's got to figure stuff out though, too, man. He's still got baggage, which is what makes him interesting. I don't want him to be totally Zen. I got everything figured out. Then watch the matrix and you'll see it there. Like I, I like complicated, somewhat angry, arrogant Doctor Strange. That's what makes him interesting. Ben and Cumberbatch's a brilliant actor. I don't think they're going to sell a romance, dude. I think Wanda's going to either rebirth and save Vision or not. Um, But she's going crazy, dude. The point is, Doctor Strange does not have access to the levels of reality that Elizabeth Olsen as a Scarlet Witch does. I think Doctor Strange is going to be on a Scarlet Witch's ass trying to learn from her and it's going to end up driving her crazy and she's going to become the bad guy in that movie and he's going to have to chase her. Um, and that's going to lead to her going crazy, killing the mutants, House of Them event, apocalyptic event among superhero mutant people, mm. um, yeah. which will lead to Cable, X-Force, Deadpool, X-23, Psylocke, Domino, etc., etc., Colossus, etc., and Ryan Reynolds project. Um, it seems so obvious. I think WandaVision will be her heartbreaking for the third time, f- twice with the same man, man, quote unquote. And the multiverse of madness is going to be her man because she's the only one we've seen in Marvel cinematic universe do madness magic, essentially on people. Um, 
So I, I, I've had a bead on, I mean, if you listen to my podcast, I'm wrong about a lot of stuff, but there's like three or four things I've had a bead on since the beginning. J.J. Abrams and Star Wars, but another one is Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and so I feel very strongly about this. I feel very strongly that I don't know if they'll get Scarlet in the shows. They should, but I think there will be some um, continuity, way more than the Defenders, actually, between uh, Winter Soldier, WandaVision, um, and then to Hawkeye. Um, so I think WandaVision, the show, will actually be more Earth-based and related to you know whatever Natasha and Hawkeye and, and the people that they love and who kind of grew, grew them up. But by the end, Wanda is going cosmic, and I think Doctor Strange is going to try and use her because Doctor Strange uses people. That's what he does, um, and he wouldn't even tell Tony to, that he was going to die, even though Tony knew it. I mean, kind of cowardly. I like that about Doctor Strange. He's he's brilliant and amazing in so many ways. He's going to try and chase her and uh loki dude might be the one who picks her up because who wants someone who's crazy and unpredictable as a scarlet witch more than loki my my dude um so there you have it folks so you're saying by the way this whole time that instead of her blowing up vision stone she could have just gone and fought thanos with five she fought thanos at the same time we did the commentary with her left hand she's blasting thanos in the face and with her right hand she's pulling the stone out and she does it and then thanos reverses time and gives himself the advantage god thanos really goes through like 12 avengers i mean dude kevin feige doesn't come out and give information that seems stupid that much but the fact that during an interview about the final, you know, Avengers movies, he was specifically like, we needed Thanos's army to get in the Scarlet Witch's way because she was just about to murder him. And so they're clearly setting power levels of her, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, and Thor. That's all I'm saying. They're the four most, imp- you know, I mean, if they had done the Guardians of the Galaxy right and people liked Star-Lord, Star-Lord, theoretically, because of the comics, would have major superpowers. But those four, those two women and two men, dude, um, and I think the OP thing is a problem with the Eternals. The Eternals, dude, are Celestials. They're good Celestials, but then there's also bad Celestials. The Eternals are a group of good Celestials who are guarding Earth against bad Celestials, which I hate You know when aliens are guarding other aliens against Earth, which is what happens in Captain Marvel as well. Um, my feeling is this is building up towards the Fantastic Four and the stronger X-Men down the road, but it's going to be a long journey. Yeah, that's going to be a long, long, I mean, the people who fight Galactus are like Magneto, Mr. Fantastic, you know what I mean? Like the level 100 superpowers to fight Galactus in the, in the Celestials. And with Angelina Jolie... <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in comparison to two who are not ready to name yet, unless Emmy's ready to name them. No, no, no. So I, yeah, I mean, I just think there's a lot to look forward to and a lot that's going on. But you were so negative ahead um, of the podcast; it took me by surprise. Honestly, you see way more of these movies than me. Maybe that's why you're negative. I haven't seen a lot of it. I just think some of them might be a little watered down, but I, I have faith in the in the fran- in the in the company. I mean, and and in the franchises that they won't run them into the ground. I just hope they don't just, you know, create the 
the formula because it works. You know, I hope they're doing something creative and I hope there's actually a good story to tell and not just, you know, taking these characters from a successful franchise and just, you know, making more frosting. So the question is, do we want to belay this or do we want to get to our darling Nellie Portman and talk Thor, which is the important one here? Yeah, I think we should end there. I mean, I just think okay. her being Thor okay. is going to be okay. fucking awesome. So some back padding here, Semi. Um, you know, I, I have this in two files, I think over two hours at this point. If you're still with us and you like us and you think we're a bunch of arrogant pricks. Really, Simi, we're too dumb to be arrogant pricks, right? We're just mouthing off, essentially. Um, but I just think we just are. We just yeah, be just be. Great song by Common. Um, Sammy, Sammy, we've specifically done numerous podcasts about Natalie Portman. Name another actor that you and I have specifically done numerous podcasts about that actor. Uh, we don't have one. Right. Why? Why is this? Why is this? We do Revenge of the Sith and Rip George Lucas and then praise all over V for Vendetta with our 17-minute intro, one of the great commentaries of all time. Because she's amazing. I mean, and, and, and her, her... She is one of the few actresses, actors, actresses, whatever. She is, she is one of the few people who has embraced her... Comic Con like her role as. Can I tell a little I mean, story? Can I tell a Papa Bizzle story here that's related? Yeah. So, Simmy, when I started doing podcasts with Jedi Geek Girl a year and a half ago, she's someone who like gets all the autographs, all the pictures, saves up her money, buys the collectibles, plays the games. Like she's all into everything, which was great for me because I never would have taken that picture with a Tia unless she pushed me to do it. She was the one who was like, "Dude, it's like twenty five bucks." I take a picture with Tia Sircar. I'm like, "Okay, fine, I'll, I'll do it." And it came out amazingly. That's totally thanks to her. But she came up with the theory that if Natalie Portman was ever going to come back to these this stuff, she come back to Star Wars Celebration. It's the twentieth anniversary of episode. Uh, one, um, it would be a very loving crowd, which it was. It would be a huge <laughs> loving crowd, which it was. Um, but they scheduled on a Monday, and it didn't seem like a lot of people were going to show up. And I said that the times to me, I was like, if anyone needs this, it's Natalie. Like, fuck us. But like, for all the stupid hate and how amazing she is, just come out and do it. And for her to do it in this way with Thor, man, I love Thor 1. I love Jane Foster in both movies. I've always said from the beginning, Jane Foster had to end up with Thor, and we're going to get the Peggy, you know, cap ending, I think. I hope between those two, because they're, they're, I mean, it's, you know, for this kind of movie, it's basically Diego Luna, Felicity Jones, in my mind. I mean, I think Natalie and, and Hemsworth have amazing personal physical chemistry and this is spectacular and that Hemsworth is so on board and Tessa Thompson is involved because her and Natalie um, are buddies um, and uh, I don't know I mean there's tons of stuff you can read online from Kevin Feige why did she return now you know what did they have to do blah 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 it's all very interesting but to me I want to hear your reaction when you heard that not only was Natalie coming back as the main character but she was going to be the female Thor which they corrected no she is the mighty Thor just Thor. She's just She's the Thor. mighty Thor. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a great, I think it's going to be a great movie. I'm really looking forward to her being, uh, continuing the franchise. And like, 
at some level, if you just kept the same formula, I feel like if they did another movie, it would be more just recycled. Like it just, you know, he's smashes in the hammer and blah, 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 blah. And like, he's so powerful. It's like, you know, it, it just gets a little old. So, um, I do like the change. I love her. I mean, she's just overlapping in so many worlds that we're just in love with, you know, from star Wars to, uh, to Marvel. And, uh, yeah. And she's like the Jewish. So, you know, She's got yeah. a lot going for her. And she's nominated <laughs> all the time. People in the industry love Natalie Portman, which is significant. Um, but, dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm not saying they've clearly planned this for a while, but the huge ovation and the, the, the um, adulation in the presentation of the hammer and everything. Mm hmm. They already had planned, but when they saw the reception of Kelly Murray Tran and especially, um, excuse me, Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar, um, which was Lucas's horrible idea, um, at Star Wars Celebration, and Ahmed Best was being, you know, standing applause everywhere he went. He was in tears of happiness to be welcomed back into the community, most of whom never hated him in the first place, you know. I think it set the example there. Um, I mean, even J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy, who don't get emotional very often at Celebration, were, like, impressed with the level. And that's why they're doing it again next year, which they hadn't planned on. They definitely not planned on doing Celebration mm-hmm. next year. And now, and, and now they're doing it. But you know what? This is the property to do it. And um, the question is, dude, how does she get the hammer? Is it from when uh, Captain America goes back in time and restores all the Infinity Stones? Does he get her the hammer then? Does the story turn out different? I mean, there's a million ways she could get the hammer. Yeah, I I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be... Well, also, it's I think going to be her opportunity to prove that she can pick it up. That's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Remember? So... Uh, I think it's going to be great. Well, the problem Uh, is the perception is all of these TV uh, products and all these movies are going to women. And if you look at the list, um, Black Widow, lead woman, Eternals, lead woman, WandaVision, lead woman. I I could argue that Wanda is going to be more of an important lead in Doctor Strange in the Doctor Strange movie. But whatever. That could go either way. Hawkeye, it's about Hawkeye, but it's also about his daughter, Kate Bishop, who's a very popular and important comic book character is Hawkeye's daughter, which is why he's teaching her bow and arrow. So, woman there. And then you got Tessa Thompson. I mean, two of the most outwardly political, left-wing political uh, people online and in real life are Tessa Thompson. And definitely Natalie Portman, who's been balls to the wall wrecking anyone on the right wing for the last couple of years. Now they're calling it to me love and thunder. I feel like the Trump Trumpers are going to have a field day with this one. I also like uh, how it's like a very 80s feel to even just. Be, yeah, uh, yeah. The All of the foreign Guardians it. movies are the 80s feel. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I like her. I like I think they can do a really good job with a lot of it. Well, I think look, some girls have to play the bad like some girls are badasses like Jennifer Lawrence. Like so Jennifer Lawrence playing Katniss Everdeen was not like a big in terms of the badassness of it. It was not like a big jump uh, for her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think um uh Scarlett Johansson is a badass. Um I never thought Natalie Portman was a badass and I believe in her acting ability enough to put it on, but dude 
After the social political activism she's done in the last two years, putting her entire career in jeopardy with her, her political views, I think she is a fucking badass, and that's going to make the Hauer, How, uh, Hammer portrayal so much more powerful. Uh, but I don't know how it's going right. to bounce off Tessa. I don't know how it's going to bounce off Tessa. I think we're just going to have to wait and see. What would you like to see? And I have one final question. I'll give you final thought. What would you like to see in the Thor movie that's been maybe teased by the actors or Taika coming back? Honestly, it doesn't matter as long as the transition's good. That's the only thing I'm worried Can about I, more. So I, I want to okay, see a good sub question. Are you so approaching like we this movie about. like the solo film where you didn't dare to hope until like the day you saw solo in the movie? You were yes. like openly yes. like saying, Nope, it's not going to be good. Expectations. Not gonna, Zero expectations. No expectations. No, maybe it'll be good. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to get a gauge on it. Okay. Because I think Thor Love and Thunder is... I thought Ragnarok was going to be the, the be-all, end-all Thor movie and maybe MCU movie. But now with take a second chance, with hindsight, he doesn't have to build up to the future because it's phase four. They're not ready to build up the big bad guy, tell his mm-hmm. own story with Natalie Portman, who's won you know more awards than even a lot of these award-winning you know actors. Tessa clearly mm-hmm. loves her. Hemsworth must love her because their chemistry was so good in the first two movies. He talked about Jane Foster ad nauseum in the final Avengers, man. He was drunkenly talking about jane foster all the time they set it up beautifully i love it i think it's going to be amazing but you know i said that before rogue one i said that before so although i can't be sure with marvel movies but i am sure i'm hoping sure. and this is my final question you know you final thought which is even if these shows were a level or two above the interest that you do have in them is it still uh tempered by the knowledge of star wars coming what do you mean? Are you saying like, does do, do I still like, like am I just these, still waiting? Some of these shows are going to compete on release with Star Wars shows that are dropping. You're going to have to make a choice. No, I, I won't have to make a choice. I'm going to watch all of them. So it's, it's more what just about, no, it's more about what my wife likes and what I'm going to have to watch on my own. I'm hope I'm hoping I'm going to like turn her on to things, but ultimately I think we're going to really, you know, like a lot of them. I think there's a lot of good things that are going to be happening where I'm obviously going to get the Disney channel and, and, and I'm going to feel it out, but I am going to try to look at it from the perspective if I didn't have an opportunity to, I mean, I think we're going to be comparing channels soon as one of our main what things. Are your three? You, you never gave me. No, I mean, right now it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, so I get to answer, but you know, Netflix is okay. Netflix is not, I mean, eight, what, what, I mean, well, I don't have Game of Thrones if I don't have HBO and Netflix. No, no, no. You're three from, from the ten. You made me answer three from the ten. Netflix. Okay. Netflix. If I had to have one right now, it would be Netflix. Okay, like, so you're, you you have Marvel at the same caliber as Star Wars right now. That's interesting. I, I do not, but I have bizarre criteria. Well, there's not going to necessarily... Listen, the, the amount of franchises of Star Wars is on hold right now. You know what I mean? Like the amount of Marvel. Is yeah, that's not what I'm asking, man. I'm sorry. It's getting late and we've been on a while. I- I'm trying to be clear, which is if the Mandalorian, the Clone Wars and or the cat and or Cassian dropped on the same day of any of these properties, I would watch all the Star Wars first before Marvel. But yeah, I, I don't. Of course, I'm not arguing that. Well, it's just okay. like, I couldn't tell. To me, it's just like I'm just so happy that there's such like right now I'm in a lull. Like, you know, I'm watching what you sent me for, for, uh, 
Terminator. I just started that. And then like, we're finishing Jessica Jones, but like, other than that, we don't really have any shows. Oh, I'm watching elementary. Dude, okay, give up I'm on like Jessica Jones and watch Sarah Connor. It's a much better series. No, I'm doing both of them, but it's really just about time and all that. Like, I'm not, it's not like it's one or the other. It's like, you're, I'm Jessica doing both Jones of them. I don't bad. have that much time. But. Oh, don't say that. Anyway. She's my favorite superhero. I can say it. I think season two and three are shit. Mm, sad. I don't mind it so far. So. Anyhow. Where are we at? I think this is the wrap up. I mean, it like, is. I was hoping they, for a little more Natalie, but once I made the I'm managing expectations connection, it started to make a lot more sense. No, I mean, mm-hmm. listen, I don't want to say it. I won't say it. Mm-hmm. It could be bad. Okay, so here's my here's my main question though. You've Hawkeye, you've Hawkeye with a bow and arrow, right? You got um, Black Widow with guns, Falcon Winter Soldier with you know guns and shields and stuff. But then right. you got Doctor Strange, Shang-Chi, the Eternals, Loki, Thor, and we know, you know, the Celestials and, and Galactus. I mean, can they continue to make these street-based stories, like, important to people, considering, the you know, Captain Marvel's literally flying all over the galaxy, beating up people on different planets while we well, that's why I sit think here doing nothing? Like, that's why I think they have to look at the, at, at especially Black Widow, as... Mm as like a separate thing like it's not a superhero movie necessarily it's the story of the cultivation of a russian you know assassin you know it's i I don't know like it's not a superhero movie like i don't want her to do superhero things i don't want her to be a good person i don't want her to be you know like as a eight-year-old like I think that's wrong. And then she gets beat up by her boss or by the, by the teacher or something like we shouldn't do that. That's blah, blah, not going to happen. Right. She's going to have that. even more control than Gal Gadot in this. I mean, right. this wasn't supposed so, to happen. Not because I they weren't going to do it for her. Story. No, I want to be clear. People were like, Oh, we weren't sure that they would want Scarlet back. No, everyone wanted Scarlet back. It was a question whether she wanted to do it. And it's beyond generous and loving that she's giving us this movie. Cause she did not owe it to us. It's true. It's true. But also I think she owes it to herself to do it. Exactly. It's separate, like Natalie separate, coming back into the separate fold. herself yep. Yep. from the franchise and let her have her own fucking thing. Okay. So she deserves it. Like she's been such an intricate part of the Avengers and Chris Pratt or not Chris Pratt, uh, uh, captain got his own series. Everybody got their own fucking series except her. She deserves it. And it's not deserved because more than Hawkeye, more than Hawkeye. It's not that she deserves it because of, you know, following what the boss has said. It deserved it because played a character that could easily have been dismissed as one dimensional or not that interesting and became a, a fan favorite almost immediately. And almost, you know, I, I mean, I would say she's in the top three to five easily, like fan characters with Cap, Iron Man, and a couple other people. But Simi, I and think at the end of the day, she, she magic. needed her own movie to consolidate that she's as classic as Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. Mm. I already see her that way, but I think she needed the big May movie. <laughs> so, you know, this is it. The Skeletor Head's a big Marvel movie to be like, I am on the level from a, a, a sort of historical classic standpoint. I'm on the level with Steve Rogers and Tony Stark is my opinion. Had to do the movie. Had to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your top three? And then we're out. No, I think I already said them. No, top three uh, Marvel movies, MCU movies. Oh, my God. God, that's not fair. Oh, come on. It's not hard. 
I'll go first. Avengers, Winter Soldier, Avengers 2. Go ahead. He's looking him up. It's not fair. I'm not looking him up. I'm sitting there like in my head. I'm like... Dude, oh, there's God. 10 really good Marvel movies and 14 like okay ones. Let's find Black Black Panther, um, Avengers. What, really? And... God, this is really hard. The third one. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm oddly, uh, nah, fuck it. Guardians of the Galaxy. Very good choice. Very good. I was either going, honestly, I was leaning towards Endgame or Guardians of the Galaxy, but I really like Guardians of the Galaxy and I wanted to give it, even though, yeah, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, and you know, and 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 also, uh, uh, Captain America is right, right there with that third. Mm. You, you, like, if you did a top five, I put Captain America in there uh, and Endgame. Captain America, Endgame, Avengers, Black Panther, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one. Um, but like, you don't like, like I really like Iron Man, and especially like what Iron Man represented as like the comeback for true action hero movies outside of dc yeah so yeah i I mean like i I have to respect the iron man franchise as well as well um you can respect the iron man franchise in the avengers but it's also fair to like give him his own so yeah uh captain america if i had to do five or six captain america the avengers uh gardens of galaxy uh, uh, see, now I made it too big. But anyways, you get my idea. Captain like, America, the few... Winter Soldier? No. Oh. Captain America, Guardians of the Galaxy. First Avenger, Captain uh, America? Yeah, like the first one. Okay, you can think about it for like, next time. No, the first one I was saying. Oh, I was okay. just saying like... I was just surprised. Like, it, 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 the last three, the last three, like the top three I think are pretty clear with me, I think. Uh... You know, Black Panther, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, The Avengers. I think those are like, those are clearly three of my favorite movies. Um, and then there's like a close thing with like Iron Man, Captain America, and um, Endgame. So those three right now. But anyways. Can I leave? And I really want to I- watch... I'm sorry, Infinity War, not mm-hmm. Endgame. I, really I do watch love Endgame. Dude, okay. I really want to watch Endgame a little bit. More. My favorite movies sorry. are of the top 10 four Mar- uh, Avengers movies and three cat movies. So seven out of the 10 right off the bat for me easily are four Avengers and three cat. And so at that point, it's like Black Panther, Guardians. I'm not saying in this order, but you know, in the top 10, Guardians, Black mm-hmm. Panther. And then... Um, God, I don't know. I'm not sure what I would put in that space. For your next... For the like past your top... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, can I leave us with a lovely quote by Kevin Feige about Nellie Portman? You're going to love this. It's really short. Kimmy's going to... Somebody's going to cry. Feige. <clears throat> talking about the female Thor in the new movie. Quote. <clears throat> we love the story. It's one of the best comic runs recently. 
Uh, Taika, uh, the director, Taika Waititi, would flip through and read that run while he was doing Ragnarok. And I think when he agreed to come back, agreed to come back, and do another Thor movie, he was like, how do we... And then it says dot, dot, dot. And it's clear that when he says, how do we, he's saying Natalie Portman without saying it. And then Feige says, this is a very big movie that'll be folding in a lot of elements. <coughs> that is a huge, important part of it. Taika pitched it to us, and we were totally in. We loved it. Here it comes. We'd been in touch with Natalie. She's part of the MCU family. We put she and Taika together. It took one meeting, and Natalie agreed to do it. One meeting with Taika Waititi, the director. Sammy, there's hope. There is hope. There's hope that people like Taika Waititi and Natalie Portman, at least in the entertainment industry, can have power. (laughs) Can I ask you a question? Have you seen this documentary on uh, Prime about Star Wars? There's a lot of Star Wars documentaries. I know. It's called Empire of Dreams. All right, buddy. Speaking of which, we're definitely doing Rebels next time. Apologize, people. I mean, part of me wanted to do Rebels, <clears throat> but to me, we've been talking so infrequently, and this, these announcements were so huge, and all the Disney stuff has been overwhelming. I felt like we'd almost be, you know, undoing our duties <laughs> to just do Star Wars at the moment. But now yeah, we're man. ready. Uh, I'm now glad we got, I mean, we, get, we did two solid, like, non-Star Wars-ish yeah. episodes, and, like, now we're, we're, we're back to our bread and butter. So uh, fans expect uh, episode... Uh, one, two, you know what? In three of uh, season four, Rebels, we back on track, killing it as usual. Uh, thank you, as always, to Nighthawk, uh, Bud Light, and Hennessy White Label for this lovely <laughs> evening. And what? Two Buck Chuck? What you got going? No, I had uh, Albarino, Martin Codex. It's not that expensive. Hello, Albarino. It's like a strong white wine, but now I'm wishing mm. I had beer. Um, mm. Yeah, we'll have to look mm. into that. Yes, yes. Mm. So, I mean, mm. another extremely unproductive podcast. God bless us. Yeah, man. Let's kill them. Kill them <laughs> softly and quietly, and then they'll keep watching. Any hey, fun- guys, get at us. Get at us. Sponsors, of course. I don't know if the Star Wars thing I'm going to watch. We'll see what happens next. What are you going to watch when we hang up? What are you inspired I mean, I'm always tempted to watch Rogue One when I get jacked up and I'm doing other stuff. Um, I don't know. I just bought it the other day, actually. Not the other day. A month and a half ago. It's like, just it's so beautiful. Long. Every shot. It's like I can look away for two minutes and look. Whatever I see at Rogue One, it's just beautiful. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What are you going to watch? That's a good question. There's a bunch of Star Wars documentaries on Prime. I can't watch Last Jedi, man. It's 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 hit that point. It's done. I, I mean, I'll watch it occasionally, but I can't do it. Um, Maybe the haters got this. to me. The haters got to me. Yeah, I don't know if I want to watch this. I think I'm going to watch Highlander, but we'll see what happens. Um Maybe one of the Toy Stories, or maybe I'm going to dive right back into... Um, I've been watching DC Legends. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm not committed to anything yet, but inspiration. Oh, Star Trek speaking, Discovery. That's what I'm watching. Star Trek Discovery. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Did you watch season two? No, I, I'm not. I haven't the gotten Picard into the show. The Picard show is going to be spectacular, especially because they're bringing a lot of the old cast back. 
Yeah, I haven't gotten into the new Star Trek yet. I'm not. I'm not there yet. But well, uh, Picard is like old man Logan. Picard is what they're doing. It looks amazing. I might watch GI Joe. We'll see. I can't do that. I know. I have people who watch like Voltron and Transformers. I'm like, I can't watch it. Uh, I was gonna watch like actually GI Joe. Like, uh, what's his name? I just uh, watched Ghosts in the Shell when like a robot comes and like blows someone's mm. head off. You know. <laughs> yeah, that one's hard. All yeah, right, Timmy. We'll Good job by you. All right, man. Good job by you. This was fun, man. Let's talk real soon. This was great. Let's do... Uh, this is going to be like the hardest podcast to title in the history of podcast titling. I have no idea what the fuck to call this. Hey, by the way, you hate all the Dune movies, but love Dune. There's only one Dune movie. It sucks. It like classically that's sucks. That's not true. There's the 1984 one. No, that's, that's like the two one. two hours long. That's the one. No, but then there's the one that's like three discs. Oh, the on the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, that was cute. I didn't mind that one. Oh, and you hate him? No, I don't hate him. Oh, okay. And guess who played Leto the Second Atreides, the son of Paul uh, Muad'Dib Atreides, and the guy who would become the Sandworm for thirty of a hundred years? That oh. strapping young sixteen-year-old in two thousand three is James McAvoy. No, the one in eighty-four. There's one in 84. Yes, which was with Patrick Stewart and Sting, and it was horrible. But they tried to do a low-budget uh, one that actually was loyal to the books and sci-fi in various ways in the early 2000s, and they were okay. They weren't terrible. But the fact that McAvoy played Lito the Second of Trades is amazing. That is kind of amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about watching it, because I've been listening to the book, and I like putting faces to the... Um, Dude, just watch Sarah Connor. Watch disc one. If you are not interested in no, no, Connor. No, Rain and I are no, watching just, it. Rain is out right now. Rain and I are watching Nine watch. episodes. I'm just saying, I'm we not expecting both. We watched episode yesterday. We're going we're gonna to watch more episodes. I know. No I'm problem. just saying, if, if you're not wanting to put in the second disc immediately after episode nine, then you should give up on it. No, we just watched the first episode. Oh, okay. It was a little. It was a little all over the place. Yeah, of course. And we're gonna episode, watch we're another one. Yeah. Right. We're gonna watch another one. Like she, I, I asked her. I'm like, am I watching this on my own or are you watching it with me? She's like, no, I like it. So that means I have to wait for her. So that is. So it's gonna take a little while. But we're gonna get it. In. Let's just say the family gets bigger. <laughs> And you're going to like the actor and the person. Spoiling me. Don't spoil me. Because you think it's weird with just the three of them as their dynamic. But trust me, the fourth is what sets it off. I look forward to hearing your tale. And you got to admit, you have to admit, Cersei looking like a sexy American woman badass with a gun in her butt is is awesome. So, guys, are you guys going to go out and buy Endgame? It just came out today. I bought Infinity War digitally. I I mean. Infinity Wars is on Netflix, so I've been. Just By the way, my dad has a, like a ginormous HD projector, and we just—I just got the Dark Knight 4K UHD. I'm gonna put it on that thing. Hopefully tomorrow. I can't wait. Are you a fan of uh, uh, the, the He-Man movie from the '80s with Dolph Lundgren? Yeah, a fan. I mean, do you really? think it holds up? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining the Bizzlecast. It's been extremely productive. Up until this <laughs> We're talking about Dolph Lundgren, who, by the way, in Creed 2, very underrated sequel. I love Creed. I love Creed 2. The Russians were the most interesting. And Dolph Lundgren and his Russian son, who he kind of abused but did love uh, to get revenge on the whole thing. It was actually pretty Spoiler. well done. I haven't seen it. I want to see it. 
it's not a spoiler. It's just he's pushing his son to get revenge on Creed's son, and it gets more complicated. That's a little abusive now, isn't it? So thanks for being on. Uh, we're definitely doing my girl. Mandalore next time, Simi. This took a lot of yeah, restraint. Man. I had it queued up. I was ready to do Rebels, but I was like, I have only done one podcast on this topic. I'm not doing many. I, no, I, I'm glad we did it because I'd prepared for this a little bit. And, and now I, I feel marveled out, and so I'm ready to just Star Wars again for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like. It's just time. Everything else is just an appetizer uh, or like a pre, you know, main course. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Don't get me started. All right, man. All right, folks. Uh, Wakanda forever. May the force be with you. Uh, thanks for joining us. Whatever it takes, Simmy. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Good things. Good things. Thanks, listeners. And we out.